0: Welcome to the CTG Nation podcast, episode 33. We're sitting down with uh, Patrick, one of Bobby's buddies that's also in law enforcement in a different part of the state. What's going on, man? Uh, Not much, man. How are you all? We're we're pretty good. Um, Bobby is, uh, once again, on adventures um, in a different part of the country. Um, You know, Kyle, me and Kyle are basically the polar opposite schedule. So he's working nights... And opposite days for me. So it's, yeah. So I've only had like Bobby and Kyle maybe half the time since we've started. Yeah, perfect (laughs) friendship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey guys, thanks for helping me with all this even though you're not going
1: to appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so then today I was like, man, I need to record something. I got some ideas, whatever. And i I mean, shit. I I put a kind of a post on Instagram, which is our main platform for anybody that for some reason doesn't know that yet. I was like, yo who wants to record tonight? And I think you hit us up in like 10 minutes. (laughs) And it was, it was on the, the business, uh, Facebook, which we don't really, uh, I don't know. Those, those messages, they just don't like come up very well. Like on my, I don't know if it's an iPhone thing or just a me thing or like, I usually don't see those immediately. Um, so Bobby was like, Hey bro, fucking get Patrick on. Oh fuck. Let me check it out. Oh yeah. Uh, See what's up. Cause I mean, you know, you've had people, it's like, oh, yeah, I want to get on there. And then all they have is, like, fucking excuses. Every time I approach them, it's like, oh, I got this, I got that, I got... It's like, well... Well, I mean, I'm sure, like, Bob had said anything about...
1: But, like, since y'all started this, I was like, hey, man, anytime you need anything, let me know, and I'll help I mean, I'm just yeah. trying to get a free hat out of this thing, you know? Yeah. And, like, evidently, it's not worth a free hat. But, you know, <laughs> what are friends for?
0: Yeah. No, we're, we're actually about to order order a bunch of new shit we're gonna get kind of like some like some fall oriented gear more like rustic outdoorsy looking stuff pumpkin spice Uh, yeah some pumpkin spice pumpkin spice hats yeah so (laughs) but um so me and Patrick already talked offline how we're gonna kind of how we're gonna split up this episode so since you're on here for the first time, and we're gonna have you on more in the future, anybody that comes on first, even fucking Kyle and Bobby, and to include myself, which mine was solo talking about myself, which fucking sucked. Yeah, but uh, we always do a, we always do an interview style, just so everybody can get a kind of you know feel from where you're coming from. But I mean, everybody we've had on here is first responder uh, or military. I mean, it's gonna be very. Uh, we're gonna keep it kind of within the. Community. That's kind of yeah, how we're so to make this. How we're going to stick to it. Like it's going to be cops talking about cop stuff. It's going to be firemen talking about fireman stuff. We're yeah. just going to fucking keep it. We're real. all
1: alcoholics. Have no family life. And... <laughs> yeah, like,
0: yeah, it's going like to be you were dead before forty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just burning it at both ends. I mean. Yeah. I mean, we could have recorded. You know, if if work hadn't happened, we would have been recording like three hours before this, but. Yeah, of course you make. Of course you make plans, and you got to get stuck at the hospital. So yeah, it,
1: well it was, man. We'll, we'll get into
0: it later on. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know what? Never. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into all that stuff later on. Yeah, we'll... <laughs> yeah.
0: That's It's yeah, just one of those stupid things in law enforcement. Where it's like fuck. We're gonna, you know, might have to stay at the hospital with this guy because he's in our custody, or yeah, you know, on a
1: freaking probation warrant. Dude, yeah. I did doubt. Like it's not even all, worth it.
0: She's walked out of the hospital by now. I can care mm. less. But whatever. Yeah, yeah. You gotta kind of gotta weigh it. So, yeah. well, you already got a feel for how we do the interview style. Um, if you wanna, you know, start it off fucking movie style, like in yeah. the beginning. <laughs> you do it a long time ago <laughs> in yeah. a county far, far away. <laughs> exactly, because you so, are like the dead spot of South Carolina.
1: Yeah. So, uh, mag grew up in the same place as Bobby. Uh, we yeah. went to high school together. He was a year older than me. Um, you know, we, we played sports together. Um, had a bunch of friends in common, man. We, me and him just started hanging out kind of name. You know I mean? He was an only child. I was an only child. His parents were divorced. My parents were divorced. So, I mean, you know, we just had a lot in common. Um, I mean, we're both really, really fucking cool guys. So, right naturally we (laughs) gravitated towards each other. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He, I think he did that early entrance program where, you know, he got into the, into the military or did basic training before his senior year. Um, You know, I kind of talked to him and whatever, and, you know, Hey man, what are you doing? You know, how is it? You know, it's kind of cool. Um, And, you know, plus my dad's side of the family was, was in the military. Uh, you know, I had an uncle in Vietnam, a great uncle in Vietnam. Uh, great grandfather was, uh, in the Navy. He was too young for world war one, but too old for world war two. Yeah. Right. Um, my grandfather was in the Navy as a pilot crash landed, um, off of Charleston. That's actually where he met my grandmother. Um, then the army was like, Hey man, can you still fly, fly a plane? He was like, yeah. It's like, cool. We need you in the army. So he gets drafted in the army air corps, um, and actually fought over the battle of Okinawa. So that was kind of cool. Oh shit. Um, so I mean, it was, you know, one and half of my family's in the, in the military and then on my mom's side, they're all in law enforcement. Uh, my uncle was the sheriff of Jasper County. He was the chief of Columbia Metro airport. Um, my aunt worked for Richland County. She was kind of over there, searches and seizures and stuff like that. Um, and then my cousin, uh, their, their son is a captain of Beaufort County. Um, he's over there, like special investigations unit, some mm-hmm. kind of fly boy shit unit. Uh, basically, <laughs> he's over like their cat team and the dog team and the boat team. Um, and he's a swap there too. So, you know, kind of me not having any brothers or sisters, I looked up to him. Um, uh, kind of saw what he did kind of want to follow in his footsteps. So, uh, anyway, graduated high school, got accepted to Lander university in beautiful, illustrious Greenwood, South Carolina, uh, major, so that
0: was about 2010.
1: 2010. Yeah. 10. Okay. Yeah. Bobby was a Oh nine or I was a 10. Okay. Um, so I go to Lander, uh, for criminal justice because i've decided that i wanted to be a game warden you know because who doesn't want to be a squirrel sheriff
0: that's uh <laughs> yeah they um that's like such a common goal uh in south carolina because you just think it's a cool you're like oh outdoors and yeah you get a truck and you get to be on the lake half, or you think you get to be on the lake half the time and yeah. um What's a new one we heard the other day? A new name for him, a, uh, a twig pig. Twig pig? Oh, my <laughs> God. Just another wannabe twig pig. Like, I've heard squirrel sheriff, possum
1: police. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody told me one about, like, rabbit. I don't even remember what it was, but it was great. Twig. Oh, my God. Twig, twig pig. pig. I, I can't I, wait to use that one.
0: I know. I can't believe I'd never heard that till I was 30. I was like, why, why haven't I known about this? Yeah, like, I've been in this job for, like, six years, and I've never yeah. heard,
1: you know. So, Big pig.
0: Yeah, so, you know, I go to
1: Lander um, and uh, join a fraternity, mm. um, and it was downhill from there. I majored <laughs> yeah. in, fucking in booze. Yep, as always. Yeah. Um, yeah, Lander sent me a letter in the mail. It was like, hey, you can't come back. <laughs> and I was like, hey, mom, I know you're proud of me, but uh, holy shit, I can't go back to school. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so, um, man, I did nothing. Like, I did, I don't even know how many times I went to class. Like, one time I went to class, man, and I opened my book bag up, and there's a bottle of liquor and no books. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm. Shit. Um, you know, met a bunch of really, really good guys. I will say that Um, one of my best friends right now, man, he's we met in college, uh, and now we work together, which is awesome. Um, so that's when I kind of hit the deciding point, like, hey, I'm gonna join the military. Um, I need to get my shit together. Yeah. So I talked to Bobby a little bit more, you know, found out what he was doing or whatever, and uh, I had a couple fraternity brothers that had just joined, so you know, I hit the recruiter up and. Greenwood, you know, of course he's feeding me all this fucking great stuff. Like you're going to go kill fucking terrorists and do all this shit and make here, you know, they're going to give you a hundred thousand dollars sign on bonus. And yeah, man, fuck. Yeah. So he's like, what do you want to be? And I was like, I want to be infantry. That's what my uncles did. You know, my great uncle was a ranger. My my uncle was infantry. And he's like, Oh, sorry. They're full. And I was like, fuck man. It's like, what about calf scout? Cause that's what me and Bobby's unit was originally was like, Oh man, uh, cashkels are full. I was like, well, what else is cool? And he's like, you can be an MP. I was like, yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah. I want to be an MP. I want to be a cop too. And that'll yeah. totally help me become a cop. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. It'll help you become a cop. So here I am signing my fucking life away for at least the next six years and become a fucking MP. Um, Basic training at Fort Leonard Wood, uh, Missouri in, I think, 2011. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I left in, like, July 2011. Got back yeah. in, like, December or some shit. I know it was cold as fuck. Yeah. We have snow on the ground and shit. Um, got to my unit, same unit as Bobby, 131st MP Company. You know, knew him. Made a bunch of great friends there. Um, I think we were at AT one year in, like, this captain was going around asking people if they wanted to get on a deployment. I was like, this whole reason why I joined, you know? Right. Uh, So it was some select, you know, group and, you know, they weren't going to pick, but so many people and yada, yada, yada. Well, lo and behold, PV two Parker gets picked. And I think I'm king of the fucking world, you know, telling all these bitches, like I'm going to war, you know, like, we need to shack up, you know, fix and go to war. You'll never see me again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know? That didn't really work. Um, but now, before – so me and my wife, we actually met in college. And, dude, I thought she was, like, the hottest thing in the world. But she wouldn't talk to me because all I did was drink beer and, you know, slay hogs.
0: walk <laughs> <laughs> around. Yeah.
1: So – you know, I hit her up one weekend. I come with my fraternity brothers, and I was like, you know, I'm going to war. She's like, that's cool. It's like, all right, yeah, you don't care. <sighs> uh, got really shit house drunk. Asked her on a date. She hugged me and poured a beer on me. Wow. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. yeah it, I think it was accidental because she's like fucking like five foot one and a quarter inches. Okay. And I'm like six two, so she she reached up to hug me. She poured a beer all over my favorite shirt. Damn. Yeah, I mean, it was like Southern Marsh or some shit, you know, like a $50 shirt in Bangladesh.
0: Right. (laughs) So,
1: yeah, we, uh, we went to Fats Cafe, got those really, really good poppy seed rolls. Delicious. Yeah, High high class. High class. Bro. Foot line and sinker. So anyway, (laughs) yeah, we start dating. Uh, I was living in Columbia. We were preparing for the deployment, uh, and I was like, man, you know, you're going to hang around till I get home. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not looking for anybody else. I was like, cool. So, yeah. Um, anyway, ended up knocking her up like three months into us dating. We have our first <laughs> child while I'm in Afghanistan. You know,
0: oh, <laughs>
1: she had her locked in then. Like she couldn't go anywhere now. You know? <laughs> Lock so, her down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but no, uh, training up to go to Afghanistan, man, I got the. I had to go to some pretty cool schools. I uh, went to designated marksman school, um, which you know, I mean, fucking Marine Corps. We shoot a thousand yards of iron sights every fucking time we call. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> um, you know, I learned how to shoot a M sixteen A four with a ACOG out of six hundred, and you mm-hmm. know, iron sights out of five hundred, and mm-hmm. learn about terminal ballistics and all that great stuff. Yeah. And what a fifty five grain bullet will do when a gnat farts on it. Um. <laughs> Uh, what else? I went to like a counter IED school. Kind of learned how to make the IEDs without making them, right? Because like evidently it's against the law to do that. Um, what else? I don't know. So how what did
0: so how did you get to go? How did you get to go on this deployment and go to all those Gucci schools? And and Bobby didn't. Man, I don't. Bobby, I think Bobby was in Kosovo actually. Okay.
1: I think he had like I got back from basic training and it was either everything while I was at basic when I got back from basic, Bobby left for Kosovo. Hmm. Um because I like I didn't see yeah, it was while I was at basic because I didn't see Bobby from the time I left the basic to the time I got back from Afghanistan.
0: Oh, so, from about like gone. 2000,
1: yeah, from like 2011 to like almost 2014, I, I didn't see Bobby. Uh
0: huh.
1: Which is like, man, it's a fucking heartbreaker. If, if you don't, you know, if you've ever left him for like three years, man, it's just awful.
0: <laughs> You're the only one that has.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. But, um, yeah, we just got, man, we got lucky. Like, we had a small select group. Um, hmm. We had a shit ton of money. And they were just like, chomping at the bit to send people to school like i got combatives level two which is i don't know what they call it for y'all uh
0: where you get like the fucking the green belt and the tan belt or whatever yeah because ours is mcmap yeah mcmap in the marine corps is a pretty basic mixed martial arts program that like how not to get your fucking ass whooped yeah, I mean, for yeah, yeah, to to a point, yeah, and they throw in some weapons in there, and there's a belt like system, just like you know any other martial arts. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, no, we get um, t-shirts, we don't get belts,
0: we get t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then y'all have like you'll call it different levels, where for us it's uh you know tan, gray, green, uh brown, and black, and then oh. really, really with us, um those like, and I'm out now and I, I, mean, I had certain goals where I paid attention to that in uh, you know, years and past, but um, yeah, we all. really once you, all right. Um, really once you're uh, maybe like the top, like two or three belts um, and then you're actually allowed to go to like certain instructor courses. Yeah. Um, so then we'll have like different instruction uh, or instructor uh, you know identifiers with like red tabs and stuff gotcha. where really if you saw like a green a brown or a black with a red tab they were quote legit uh, oh, okay. yeah. if you just saw like a black belt by itself it's like eh, like you might know a few things or whatever and then there's different indicators for you know if you have your black belt And instructor cert within the Marine Corps, and if you have a black belt outside of the Marine Corps, um, those are the real badasses. Um, Okay. Yeah. You know, just, you know, with us, just because you're a black belt in McMap, I mean, you might be a badass, you might not, but, you know, it's not, it's not being a black belt in McMap is not the same as being a black belt in something legitimate in. Uh, in the civilian world. Like, if you get yeah. a black belt, you know, in, in if you're a black belt in South Carolina, like, in BJJ and with a little other mixed, with some other stuff mixed in there, you're going to beat the fuck out of a regular black belt Marine Corps.
1: Yeah. yeah, a, And that's the way it was with, with us. Was like, I mean,
0: the only way you're going to get caught is if, like, you know, just the Marine just catches you out of, like, pure aggression. Like, if it's an actual, you know three with a fucking anger problem and yeah. he's just gonna fucking kill you with anger and strength really but yeah. as a as a as a technical fighter you're not it's not that crazy yeah that's that's basically the
1: way it was it was like this is how you do a choke you know yeah. this is how you get side control and like level one was good i think it was like a week long it was like two weeks long um and like level two was like you can show people how to do these moves, but that's it right and then like level three was was you know like you could do i I don't remember if level three like you could train or whatever um but i know like level four you could be a like you could certify people right so like we had these two old fucks that would just beat the shit out of us for fun I'm (laughs) like dude you're 50 how can you put your fucking pinky toe behind your head
0: right you know but i mean there's some guys that are into it you know Oh yeah, they were they they fucking loved it because they just wake up in the morning want to beat the shit out of us. Yeah, but um, yeah, so, was... so all that training leading up to that, I mean, you were just you're just too excited, basically. Oh I mean... man, fuck yeah, dude! Like I'm a PV.
1: I think I got promoted to like PFC, and you know, like I'm making like five dollars a week.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: like. <laughs> I don't have a car payment anymore. Cause you know, I didn't go buy a Camaro at 25% APR. Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm still driving my fucking 1989 Toyota pickup truck. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and, and like I'm eating these schools up and I'm learning everything. And I was like, dude, I'm going to have the fucking best army career ever. Right. Um, you know, like governor Haley's husband deployed with us, like, I'm over here like stroking his ego like this. dude's going to definitely get me a job with DNR, Um, you know, and, and some really, really good, just down heart, good guys and good soldiers Um, go to Afghanistan. You know, we go to Helmand province. Um, Do we were, we were a security force for an agricultural mission. So they're showing Johnny G how to grow fucking corn in the desert. And Johnny Jihad already knows how to grow corn in the desert. So I don't really know what we were doing. there.
0: It's like he knows how to grow just enough to eat. And then the rest of it's opium.
1: Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it was. <laughs> they were like, Oh, we don't have a wall. Can you give us money to build this wall? And we're like, yeah, here's 20 grand. Go build you a mud wall. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, so I mean, basically like we we just made sure, like, these guys got in and out. You know, we did the convoy security. We did the 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 security on ground and all that. Um, I was on a designated marksman team, so I carried a fucking Gucci-ass Knight's Armament M110. Mm. Um, oh, bro. It's like, you don't even know. You Like, they hand you an M16A4, and you're like, this is cool. And then they hand you this, you know, like, way overpriced, you know, semi-automatic sniper system, and you're like, whoa. this ain't my fucking daddy's two seventy. Nope. Um, and man, it was so much fun. Like we got to shoot with scout snipers and, you know, we got to do a little bit more than everybody else just because of our equipment. Um, you know, we were the first ones in the compounds. We basically clear the compound, get up on the roof, set up what we had to and and chill. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just all around good time. My, my team was good. My team leader was good. Um, you know, uh wrestle leadership was shit, but at least I had a good team.
0: Well, I mean that's what really makes the difference is like your first kinda well, I always kinda term it as your mid level leadership. Yeah. Um, so your mid level leadership, um, the way I kinda compare it <clears throat> um is like whoever your like immediate like corporal or sergeant or whatever the equivalent, you know, if you're army or Uh, Army, Marine Corps, and law enforcement, like your first couple levels where, you know, they're at least working with you maybe like half the time. Like, at least. Yeah. Um, And then once it gives above that, it's like, one, they're making decisions that are like above your ground level uh, of knowledge and experience anyway. Um, And, you know, you have nothing in common with them and they have nothing in common with you. Yeah. by that point, like, right. I mean, everybody does start at the bottom, but there's just so many motherfuckers that just forget where they start, where it's like, oh, yeah, like I've been doing like, that's the one thing in law enforcement that pisses me off the most. It's like, oh, man, I've been doing this for 17 years. And I'm like, yeah, but literally 10 years ago was a completely different law enforcement environment, like in the in the in the country. Well, I like the um,
1: like we've got a freaking twenty five year captain who's like, I've oh, been doing this twenty five years, and it's like, yeah, and I've stopped more cars in six weeks than you have in twenty five years, right? You know, like I I I do more, you know. Your twenty five
0: years is and my you know six years are completely different, right? For sure, and there's definitely been times where so like for us, um. I say us. I, I would say let's see, because I got in well, I applied in 15, started in 16, went to the academy in 17. God, you're a um, baby. <laughs> but um Yeah, but like our I would say probably from I don't know, when did shit start getting spicy? Like 2012, 2013? Yeah, I got um, in at with 15. law enforcement. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if people, uh, anytime before that, like our workload and our environment is just so, so different, it's almost incomparable. Yeah. yeah. Um, because my, um, you know, my year that I spent with a smaller municipality in the, in the PD area. Like when I was working, like we had like the old school like time cards where you'd like punch it in the clock and shit, yeah, yeah. dude, I would have a full card like almost all the time, so I was working sixty to seventy two hours a week, yeah, um, even though like my time and service. And even where I'm sitting right now, like, say my time in service doesn't look like a lot, like, on our state retirement, I've probably worked at least double that. Yeah. So, like, one year on the street in 2000, you know, any time from, like, maybe 2012 to now is, like, twice as much work, there's twice as much shit to worry about as... You know, somebody that's already like a 20 or 25 year vet that's like they're on the they're on the downhill. So they're like, oh, I only got trying to keep my head low. I only got two years left. Or I only got five yeah. years or they're just trying to fuck. make it to retirement. Yeah. It's just like, OK, well, you're yeah. already on the downhill and you're already like half mentally checked out, um, yeah. which is one dangerous for the street, but then also dangerous for your subordinates because you're you're. You can't even imagine what we're fucking dealing with on a daily basis because you're so worried about getting out that you're not worried about where you are right now. Yeah. You're yeah. worried about people that have – I mean, I don't see a lot of us, I think, with our state retirement set up for like 26, 27? Eight. Uh, God damn it. Um yeah. So like – I don't even see that being possible anymore. Yeah. I don't, because and it's just the, so much, because the job is so much harder on you than it oh, used yeah. to be.
1: Yeah. And this, like, and my father in law owns a tire business in Woodruff, which is another small little shithole town in Spartanburg. Mm-hmm. But the man, yeah, he's, he's got it. Like, he's just got such a good business set up. Um, you know, he's like, well, I want you and you know my wife to run the business when I decide to get out, and I'm like, dude, I got fucking 22 more, you know, 21, 22 years before I can retire, and my wife makes you know good money now. I was like, man, I just don't know what I, you know, what I would do. And he's like, you know, I pay my guys up front to run, you know, just to sell tires like 52 grand a year, and I was like, fucking. Yeah. When you want me to start, you know, that's I mean it's, well, it's, it's that's well tempt- over the average for South Carolina. Yeah, that's ten thousand more dollars than what I'm making right now. Right. And you mean I can work Monday through Saturday, you know, half day on Wednesday, half day on Saturday? Hell yeah. Take off whatever day I want to and eventually run this bitch. Yeah. It's like, man, that's you know, like tempting. And I get for sure. You know, I get why a bunch of people get out of this job because I mean shit, man, I can go to Chick-fil-A and make just as much money now. For sure but i mean it wouldn't have well, in here as much fun but... yeah well
0: before we get down that rabbit hole yeah 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah that's going to lead in it's going to lead in the second part so <laughs> right. what um so yeah all right, so, afghanistan. so afghanistan so afghanistan was i mean you're describing it as a good deployment so I'm, I'm guessing yeah uh, man we we uh, you we didn't really anything. have anything to uh to nah, unfortunate happen um no nah, we 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 nothing too not IDs like
1: yeah, no, nah. um, you know, a couple threats from my chest and snipers, you know, I'm sitting over here going, this dude kills people for a living, you know, like the furthest I've shot this gun is 600 yards, Right. you know, um, couple, you know, a couple of here's and there's a couple of scares, whatever, you know, but nothing, nothing crazy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I, I took a pretty good blast, uh, while I was home on leave visiting my son. Um we took another pretty good blast and one of the guys in the truck got fucked up pretty good. Um, and it's kind of not so much like physically as as more, uh, mentally. Um, I think he got a pretty, pretty bad TBI and never got it taken care of. Mm -hmm. Um, and now here we are, uh, what seven, eight, well, shit. I don't fucking know. Eight, nine years down the road. Like it's fucked with him pretty bad. Um, right. Luckily he lives up here in Greenwood, so I call him all the time. I check on him all the time. Um, you know, just sad situation. But um so we get back. I proposed to my wife, like or to my baby mama at the time, like any good fresh from deployment uh specialist would do. Um she said yes. And she had a year left in her degree at Lander. So we decided to stay up here in Greenwood while she finished her degree out. Um I worked for her jo- for her dad at the tire store. I did some odd jobs like I did landscaping for a while because you know I can run a mower at a weed eater. That ain't hard. Yeah. Um <laughs> Then uh, one of my fraternity brothers got me a job at ADT selling security systems. That was no lie, probably the worst job I've ever had in my life. Like, mm. you know, you know, respond, you know, from responding to alarm calls, how wonderful those things are, you know, because they malfunction all the time. It yeah. takes like twenty minutes for the call to come in, you know.
0: Right. It's not like, very. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. It's not as. I mean, it's better than nothing in some cases. Yeah. I mean, I know with yeah. us, like we really just we just encourage, um, you know, good, <laughs> well-placed cameras. Yeah, that's what yeah. really makes the difference. Yeah, um, if you're if you're not jumping on blinker ring, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, that that ring camera is great for the front door, and I mean, it's just crazy. Like most um, most houses. We go to, or even if somebody um, manages to take a picture or something or a video of something on, uh, you know, on a phone because the cameras on these phones are, I mean, they're Jesus. incredible now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I'm I'm iPhone biased. You're Android biased, I believe. Samsung. Um, yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah. So. Which I mean, them communicating with each other, like the pictures look fucked up, but when they're just you go Samsung to Samsung or or iPhone to iPhone, it's dude, it's crystal clear. Yeah. Um. So that on top of like good cameras and actually like, you know, catch because I mean that's how we that's how we expeditiously solved a uh, attempted armed robbery in my area. Um. I mean, we had the guy identified like the next day. Yeah. Um, now and then with you know without some of that really good footage and videos we probably we I don't think we would add anything regardless of how good you know our investigator skills were right um, but yeah security systems for the most part like yeah they're trash I would say like 99% of the alarm calls they go to are absolutely nothing I mean we even joke around yeah. about like you know you'll get a lot in one area it's like well I guess they're having a storm in that part of the county
2: you know yeah. it's
0: just yeah. a thunder is setting it off yeah Um. you know you'll have thunder set off like a glass break alarm or some shit
1: yeah you know but I do like the the, the commercial burglary alarms that it's like glass break and you're like this is the one boys like yeah. I'm getting two weeks off for this one you know <laughs> yeah Like he's gonna come out the window and I'm just gonna kind of fucking smoke him you know yeah. um, <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't I don't do that you know, I don't do that, that by the way. Uh, it um, almost never happens.
1: Yeah, but you know, so I, I'm selling alarm systems to people and like I didn't believe in the product and you know like it was just such a it was such a game like you go out spend all this time like knocking on doors and people telling you to f off and you know like trying to show you know I mean like obviously I did my job cuz I had a family to provide for. So, you know, like you go into somebody's house and you're like, yeah, I think you should put a sensor up over here and a sensor up over here and, you know, a fuck you camera right here. And, you know, it's like, well, how much is this? Oh, it's going to be like $1,000. And then plus, it's going to be like, you know, $50 a month. And they're like, well, I can't afford that. And you're like, you know what? We're running this promotion and I can get it to you for like 500 bucks. And they're like, well, I still can't afford 500 bucks. I'm like, you know what? Just, let me just call my manager. Call your manager. It's like, listen, I can get you, if you do it today, 150 You know, and like, it was just so. I don't know. I hated it. Awful. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, any job, uh, it makes a difference if you're passionate about it. Yeah. yeah and you know, what passionate I mean, about the product or material or message or whatever.
1: Yeah. And all I want to do is get into law enforcement. You know, I just got back from Afghanistan and it's kind of like, you know, you go from that camaraderie and family and, and people needing you. And, you know, now you're back in civilian world where it's like, nobody cares, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did that job. I, th- I think, man, for like six months. Uh, left, go back to the tire store working for my father-in-law. Um, and this was really before. Like, this is when his tire business is really starting to take off. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, he did. I think in 2014. He did, he broke a million dollars in sales that Holy year. Holy shit. And man, he's in Woodruff. Like they have three fucking traffic lights. He's in a cinder block building that's been there since like 1947, you know? Wow. And, you know, he, he bust a million dollars in in total sales. Um, so, I mean, it was, you know, it's cool being there for all that and really seeing how the business is going. Right. Just starting out, you know, they didn't have a pot to piss in. Um, but I think it's when I started, you know, sat down with Melissa, was like, hey, I really want to get in law enforcement. She's like, well, let's do it. So I started throwing applications out, man. Like I applied everywhere, freaking Greenwood City, Greenwood County, like the small municipalities, 96, Ware Shoals, Abbeville, Calhoun Falls, Spartanburg, Greenville, you know, just everywhere. And when it's did like, you
0: have any? Did you have any strategy behind that, or did anybody give mm-hmm. you any tips before you start applying to a hundred places? Uh, my
1: uncle said, "I'll write you a letter of recommendation." Okay. To whoever he's like, you know, let me know. I'll make phone calls, and I'm just kind of like, man, I don't, you know, I don't want to use like my family to get a job. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I ain't fucking bragging, but my family's got a name on a building behind the state house. Right, You know, like, right. my stepmom's a lobbyist. She knows everybody. Um, you know, I didn't really want to do that, so right. I kind of did it by myself. Sat around for, like, six months, man, just, you know, all up in my feelings, because I didn't get hired, and I was like, man, I was, I was a, I'm a fucking MP in the National Guard. Like, they got to hire me.
0: <laughs> I deserve this. Right. Yeah,
1: I already got a fucking badge, you know, that come out of a Cracker Jack box. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, so I didn't get hired. Kind of got depressed, whatever. Um, and then I, sent, I think I put one application in again, and that was at Greenwood City. Um, get a phone call. Hey, man, we'd like to interview you. Um, or actually, no, I had to do like that stupid test. Um, the physical test or the written? No, they're written like the math and you know, like basically the SAT or whatever. Uh Uh So I do that, and then they're like, Okay, you passed that. Now we need to do the psych test. And I was like,
0: Motherfucker, what?
1: (laughs) I just started going to the VA for mental health, you know, like, fuck (laughs) you know, and then you look on the test and it's like, Do you like flowers? You're like, Yes, I like flowers. It's like, Do you want to kill puppies? And I was like, No, I don't want to kill puppies. It's like, do you love your mom? Yeah, I love my mom. Do you want to kill your mom? I'm like, what the fuck? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, who yeah, the it's a weird, it's a fuck weird, comes up with this? Like, it's a weird test. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like my head hurt, you know? Yeah. So I do all that, you know, and then they call me and they're like, hey, you know, you passed your background and all that. We'd like to do a board interview. So I sit down in a board interview and, you know, I come out of that bitch feeling like a million bucks.
0: Um, well, now there's some people that do boards. Man, and they just fucking suck at them. Oh, yeah. A, a I very, like, um, so love them, love board interviews. It, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, but here's the thing most military guys are, regardless, yeah. regardless of how high speed you were, whatever branch, like you do boards like while you're in fucking boot camp. I mean, yeah. you, you are exposed to boards from the very beginning. Um, it- where i even saw that um be the determining factor in some promotions where i'm at um where there was a couple people where we were like oh you know who's going to get these new corporal slots and whatever as we're attempting to get state accreditation leading to national accreditation and command structure and all (laughs) this has to be a certain way and i was like oh man this person's got it this person's got it you knew people's strengths and weaknesses and all that shit because i mean i work for a county but it's Still pretty small for how close we are to Columbia, and yeah, I was about to um, say y'all are probably
1: about like us.
0: Yeah. So, um, but that board man, there was there was a uh, one a guy changer. got it. One guy got it over who my uh, technically who my FTO was when I first got here, and uh, and I mean he had some other stuff on his on his resume too where. You know, we're we're getting into the age of where, you know, maybe it doesn't really matter who your daddy is. Yeah. Um, in some of the state institutions you're looking at now, uh, you know, DNR is needing bodies bad. Highway patrol is needing bodies bad. Did you see their standard drop? Right. I
1: fucking blew my mind. Dude, and
0: that's and that and that happened very rapidly for and I tell this story all the time to anybody that'll hear it. That when I was at the academy, there was a class or two behind us that had, let's say those 15 of them, DNR guys, because they always send them together like once or twice a year. Um, You know, because just like Highway Patrol or Transport Police here, they have additional stuff to go to through the academy uh, that other uh you know municipalities and counties don't have to do. Yeah. Um you either gotta do extra squirrel stuff or you gotta do extra uh traffic twig. stuff, twig pig shit. Uh so, <laughs> so I was talking to one of them in the gym and oh. he was like, dude, I, and I asked him, I brought I brought that up and he was like, man, he's like, I'm the only one that does not have a current family member in DNR right now. Yeah. But he was all I mean but, you know, he knew all those guys. Like, I believe he had, like, played baseball at the Citadel. So, you already have connections. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking going Citadel. To, fucking going to <laughs> Citadel. Yeah. yeah. Um, say what you want. Like, they take care of their own. Uh, and you yeah. really got to fuck that up to not Which I can't say shit
1: because, like, my great-grandfather was a football coach back then. In, like, the Hell, 40s. Yeah. So, like, I wow. can't say shit. You
0: know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, bro. You could have been late. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could
1: have. But, like, I went to Lander and failed. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely would have failed at
0: Citadel Room. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those – Uh. yeah, it's just really funny how, like, some of these standards and who gets what and, you know, like, that man, process has always been the same, but it's just every, you know, decade or two, like, the kind of environment changes. Yeah. And you just got to so know how to play it.
1: We got this guy in our troop, and, <clears throat> man, he's a damn good trooper. Like, shit magnet, fucking, like, he gets it, man. And I love working with him. But, like, you know, I get around him and I throw some iPro on because I'm worried his damn shirt button's going to come at me at mock Jesus.
2: (laughs) You know, like, dude, he's like
1: 350, easy, 350. And it's like, man, you know, he's like, wow, you know, I did 17 years at this fucking little small municipality. I always wanted to be a trooper, but I couldn't get in. And like, you know, man, good for him for chasing his dreams and not giving up. But it was like, dude, he lost like 150 pounds to pass highway patrol shit. Oof.
0: And he's still big now.
1: Yeah, well, he's put on a shit ton of weight since he Uh, got on the patrol. uh, But it's like, you know, and I'm not knocking troopers at all or DNR. I don't knock any fucking place except where shoals. (laughs) But (laughs) it's neither here nor there. But, like, like, god damn, man, like, y'all should figure out how to keep people instead of, like, man, fuck it, we'll lower the standards. Man, fuck it, we'll give them a raise. Like, man, maybe you should, like, look in the mirror and figure out why you're losing people left and right. Right. But, again, rabbit hole, so. Yeah, yeah,
0: look at at retention. Yeah. Um, But, yeah,
1: because, like, when I looked at getting on the DNR, my mom works for the Jasper County Soil and Water Conservation. So she, like, works with DNR. Um, and the old colonel I can't remember his name Um, I can see his face but she was really good friends with him and she's like yeah my son's getting back from Afghanistan like wants to be in DNR and he was like well with two years military experience and two years of college I'll hire him but I have to sign a waiver you know and now it's like you got your fucking GED yeah all right, come on join high, or join DNR you can get your college eventually yeah it's like fuck man.
0: Yeah, or even before, like they didn't even like this was stupid. They didn't even like hiring people that were already certified. I was yeah. like, well, that, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's a common strategy for departments across the state. Yeah. You mean we ain't gotta send them to the academy? Yeah, come on, we'll take it. You. Hey, you just gotta you just gotta send them to the to the twig pig side of things and not the <laughs> other side of things. Like Yeah. Like I mean, I
1: mean I have the wildlife charges. I'm on the boat patrol too. So like I just ride around Lake Greenwood and don't do shit. Um, (laughs) Harass college girls that are on their daddy's pontoon. Uh, (laughs) But you know, I mean, that's where my life's at at 30 years old with two kids. Um, But you know, like, like I have all the wildlife charge or like all the boating charges. Like,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, I don't really know what they have to go to school for. I mean, what, like how to, how to dock a boat, like shit.
0: Yeah, this is know. how yeah, you drive your four wheeler. You know, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Most of that stuff, it's just they don't want you to make certain charges because, hey, like, hey, that's a DNR or that's a quote DNR charge and it's yeah. a certain yeah. certain code under the C code and. And then, uh, you know, there's some places that like they don't work wrecks. So they're like, "Hey, call Highway Patrol. Like, we'll make sure nobody's trapped in a car and nobody needs to like need to You turnicate. mean like Greenwood County? <laughs> yeah, like uh, we don't like we don't work wrecks either. And yeah. uh, there was one, uh, there was an incident. It wasn't as serious as I thought, but it was because um, I just didn't have. You know, per usual in in law enforcement, you don't have all the facts or even the correct facts or enough facts like up front through dispatch, not that it's dispatch's fault or the caller. It's just always a combination. Right. Um, And they're like, hey, like highway patrol needs somebody to they need a county officer to do a rec report because it involved like another highway patrol employee or something. Yeah. So I wasn't, I was like, what do you mean another employee? Was it actual trooper? Was it one of their dispatchers? Like whatever. And uh and of course they they sent me because you know, I have not always been with the county I'm at where they don't do any, you know, they don't do uh, you know, TR three tens or FR three oh nines or any of that traffic stuff. And uh they're like, Hey, Aaron, go handle that. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. And uh you know, I had to bring up, you know, report beam on the computer and bring up report the form. Beam. On the, yeah. Bring hey, have the you report. ever filled? Have you
1: ever done a handwritten tr three hundred and ten? I did. I did. So the small, at the academy, fuck
0: off. Okay? I've done it. No, I've done it on the street. So we would do um because the um <clears throat> the small municipality that I used to work for, we didn't have computers in the cars. Gotcha. So when we were on scene, you know, you got to get all the information you could for traffic and for non-traffic incidences. Um, You know, you couldn't reference your, you know, now I barely have to take any notes because I mean, besides literally what I find out on scene, because it's in my computer, I'm spoiled and have a computer with all the notes, you know, all the victim information, all all that shit, Um, you know, past history, past addresses, uh, criminal history, you know, all that shit, where I didn't have that the last place I was at. And, um yeah, we had to do handwritten uh, TR310s and then you would go back you'd go back to the police department and you would you know do your report on the two desktop computers the old Dell like desktop computers there Hell yeah, um, do your TR310 and I mean I even had to do <clears throat> there's even like a separate, and I only had to do that one once. There's actually a separate rec report for uh 18 Wheelers. Yeah. Um, and I forgot what the number for that one is. Anybody that's yeah. a trooper and works highway stuff would know, but um or the school bus man. Yeah. 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 Bro. It was, like, really to, like, yeah it's like weird. Yeah, I fucking
1: shoot myself.
0: And those are like rec those are like pre-made forms that like literally haven't changed since like yeah. maybe the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just been photocopied for decades. Like, sure. like, oh God. Speaking of like
1: report beam, I don't remember if it was like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, but I was watching this video where this guy like hides animals in his collision scenes. <laughs> and I'm just waiting. Cause like, man, I, so I worked out at a municipality starting out and now I'm in a sheriff's office. So like anytime there's a collision that either highway patrol can't work, you know, because they're too busy. Because we only have fucking two troopers for two counties, right? You know, or you know that they have some one of their guys involved. I end up working the wreck, and right. it doesn't bother me. You know, I mean,
0: it is what it is. It takes me
1: fucking ten minutes.
0: Yeah, I've honestly never had a problem with it. I, I got uh, like those first couple when I got there, because uh, I'd work you know security in a different sheriff's office before that, and uh, <laughs> those first couple sucked, but then. I got good at it so quick where I was the rat guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had to talk to, I had to talk to like insurance people. I had to, I was even talking to people even after I left um, like insurance adjusters and traffic investigators and all that kind of shit. Um, I don't mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things where if you just fall into it and you're half decent at it, it's like, yeah, it's like, I might not be in love with this, but I'm the best one at it. Like it just kind of happens
1: and that's what like my sheriff is a he was a lieutenant in highway patrol and our major of investigations who might as well be the under sheriff or chief deputy or whatever he was right. a sergeant in highway patrol before he mm-hmm. came over to the sheriff's office so i mean like they're freaking like gurus right and it's like it's easy because they can be like hey parker like you take care of this yeah absolutely well if not i'll do it it's like sheriff like i'm not gonna allow you like share. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's like, just because I'm a sheriff doesn't mean I don't know how to. And it's like, okay, okay. Listen, you, you want to do it on the computer, or you want pen and paper. You know. Right. He's like, you can do a collision report on computer. It's like, yeah, sheriff, sure, you can. Okay. Um. You feel like your point nah. is
0: proven, like right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like, boss. We have these things called computers. I know. I know you don't know what this is, but.
0: but yeah, nah. we still got guys like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I go – I started out at this, this municipality, Greenwood City. And it's, you know, 16 square miles and, you know, 50 – Well, I think I was like 158 was my first call number. You know, I think there was like a total of like 60 of us. Um, Chief had been there since 1992. He was a Citadel grad. Oh, man. Uh, he actually got into law enforcement. He technically wasn't a class one he was an arson investigator for like state fire hmm. and then sled took it over and he was just like grandfathered in, <laughs> you know, they were just like testicles, spectacles, wallet and watch. You're a fucking cop now. What? So yeah. So bro, this was like in the fucking seventies, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So like stupid smart guy, really good speaker. Um, but like, couldn't have a one-on-one conversation with you. It was really strange.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, like I'd go in his office, you know, he was like for the first time, you know, when I'm doing like my entrance interview and he's like, Hey, welcome to Greenwood city. Like, congratulations. I was like, yeah, thank you. You know, I appreciate it. And he's like, he's like, you know, policing is like baseball. Okay. You know, you got a pitcher, a catcher, a hitter, a first baseman. And I was like, I don't really know where this is going, but you know, I feel you. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> what? So uh, I do I work there. Um, still in the guard. Uh just got married, just bought a house, whatever. Uh my unit gets a deployment to Gitmo. Uh for you civilian folks. That's Guantanamo Bay. Place where Harold and Kumar got that uh what was that thing, that meat?
0: <laughs> I don't even
1: fucking remember. like <laughs> dick meat sandwich or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, that place. Fucking.
1: Yeah. So you know, I was like, I'm not going, uh, I'm a specialist, you know, cause I got so much rank and so much pull. I tell them oh, I'm not going. Whoa. Yeah. And they were like, well, why not? And I was like, well, I mean, first off I've already been to Afghanistan. I got a fucking combat action badge. If you don't notice, um, you know, like I just bought a house. I just got married. Like I just got hired on the police department. My wife just got a job. You know, like I got a lot of things going on right now and it's just not a good time, you know, sending one of these boot motherfuckers to Guantanamo Bay. And they're like, no, this is your mission. You got to go. And I was like, I don't to do fucking shit. I was like, I ETS in six months. And um, so I sat down with my captain who was cool as fuck, man. Uh, captain S- Summerlin. Uh, I think you were at, like Charleston City. He's on their SWAT team, like just cool as fuck.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I was like Captain I'm not going And he's like Yeah man I feel you And I was like I want to transfer And he's like Yeah no problem So he puts the transfer up And they're like No we're not going to sign off And I So he puts the reclass Up and they don't sign off You know battalion doesn't sign off And I was like Well fuck it I'm getting out He's like "All right, man see you later We ended up having a meeting With the Our battalion commander Who wasn't an MP But he was over an MP battalion Mm. Um and was like, well, y'all all ETS, you know, if you if you re-enlist, you get a sign-on bonus and you can go to Guantanamo. I was like, I ain't fucking going to Guantanamo. And so I got asked to leave that meeting and I ETS. Um like six months later, I get a phone call from the reserves and they're like, Hey, you want to get back in? I was like, Fuck yeah, I want to get back in. <laughs> so I got back in in the reserves at a headquarters unit uh, right outside of, like, gate five at Cl- Fort Jackson. Oh, wow. Dude, that was the worst mistake of my life. <laughs> Awful mistake of my life. Met some cool guys, reunited with some guys I went to basic training with, which is really weird. Um, but I was like, fuck it, I'm out. So when that r- contract ran up, I was done, done. Yeah, um, most,
0: of the, in most of the guys I see that go – Like when they get out for a little bit and come back in, man, out of like the, you know, one-on-one kind of conversations like this that I've had with people that have done that. um, And this was all, these were all Marines and our reserve component is a whole different animal. Yeah. Um, Let's say I've had a sit down man-to-man with maybe 10 of them. Only one got back in for the right reasons yeah everybody else was uh oh man i'm doing it for the tricare man yeah or oh i already have like so much time you know so much federal retirement time i might as well might as well stay in and get my retirement time like it wasn't that they actually wanted to be there they actually wanted to help anybody they actually believed in the mission it was some selfish reason
1: yeah I mean, my thing is, man, like, I just got so disgruntled and, like, burnt out. You know, I mean, I'm fucking – I'm on uniform patrol, so I'm doing, you know, five days this week, two days the next week. You know, I'm either having to take time off of work to go to drill or take a weekend that I'm off to go to drill. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, like, that leaves me one weekend a month with my family. Right. And then, like – My wife's making, you know, my wife just started her job, so she's not making that much. I'm not making that much. So, like, I'm picking up extra shifts, you know, working extra duty and shit like that. So, it was just, like, just fucking everything, you know. it's like, all right, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. See you later. Fucking, it was real. It was cool. I'm going to buy me a little fucking hat that says Afghan veteran, you know, (laughs) and roll the fuck on. Yeah. (laughs) So, which I got one, by the way, if y'all don't know. It's pretty fucking sweet.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> when I'm both grass, grass, yeah, floor. yeah,
1: with my fucking New Balances on and my tube socks. Fuck. So, <laughs> I was looking at them on Amazon, just like laughing at veteran hats. <laughs> and my wife orders me one. <laughs> and that bitch shows up in the mail. And I was like, What is this? And she's like, Well, I saw where you were looking at them. So, I ordered it for you. You know, like as a gift, and I was like, "This motherfucker!" Like, you know, it has like the 3D vet on the bill. Oh, you know, man. like O.D. Green got the fucking Afghan ribbon on it. And everything Hell else. yeah! So I sent that one back, and I got a cooler one. It's like a fucking trucker cap, and it's got like the, you know, like the actual patch on, it's like sewn onto the front of this is like Afghanistan veteran with the ribbon in the middle of it. It's Jesus Christ. Bro, I wear it to the American Legion on every Friday. <laughs> so,
0: oh, Yeah. Uh, Just none. Right. So, Just absolutely none.
1: I get it in the city, man. I mean, dude, I went to like basic, you know, schools like speed measuring device. Uh, after about a year and a half on the road, put in for the drug unit. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Totally don't get it because so this one deputy or this one, hey, I'm leaving and going to the county unless you open up the drug unit. So they opened up the drug unit. So, you know, I mean, you automatically knew who was going to get the job. Yeah. But I did it anyway. And I'm glad I did because in a year and a half experience, I actually beat a guy who had three years of experience.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, You know, so it's kind of a little morale booster. Uh, Got on the SWAT team. Uh, joint city. Um, Then that's when, like, we had a really big uptick in gang violence. Um, About 2000, let's see, I got it in 15, 16, about 2017. And, like, dude, we can't, we have a pursuit policy, but, like, we can't go by that policy, you know? Hmm. Like, if a car runs, you just can't chase it. And it's like, but in the policy, I can. They're like, no, 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 no. like you can't. It's like, but the policy says I can. It's like, but you can't. So um, I start looking elsewhere. Uh, I think I put in with Anderson County, interviewed with them. They were like, yeah, we're gonna hire you, and I was like, fuck yeah, dude, because Anderson's some cowboys. You know, they just got a new sheriff, Chad McBride. Like, he don't give a fuck, man are whooping people's asses and shooting people and fucking chasing cars 10 times a day <laughs> yeah. and i was like yes yeah, this is where i want to work um but it, they were like you know we want to hire you but you hadn't been out the academy long enough mm, yeah so i was like you know all right whatever um so i keep that pretty hush hush uh then one of my fraternity brothers is working over in Abbeville County, and I'm talking to him. And he's like, man, come apply with us. So I apply with them, and the fucking sheriff is like, can you start tomorrow? And I was like, man, I, I, uh, I mean, give me two weeks. I'm going to work a two-week notice. He's like, all right, yeah, do that. Well, one of my boys on SWAT hears that I'm going to Abbeville, and he's like, why didn't you apply with us? And I was like, because we had some agreement that city won't hire county and county won't hire city. Yeah, that's pretty common. And he was like, hold my beer. So major of investigations called me the next day. He asked me if I want to come. I was like, yeah. He's like, cool. You're interviewing the sheriff tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Shit. Like, okay. Um, so I apply, interview, all that shit. They offer me a job. I end up having to call Abbeville. The day I'm supposed to go pick up my car and equipment. <laughs> and I was like, hey, uh, Greenwood offered me a job. Sorry, bye. Um, uh, so I've burnt the fuck out of that bridge, which don't really well, matter. I mean, sometimes that's just the way it falls. Yeah. I mean, man, it's like, shit, I don't even know who to compare it to around you. I, I kind of like Calhoun County, you know, mm. like two fucking deputies, 700 square miles, you know, just. Yeah. Just the, the, the great wide expanse. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know, so I'm kind of glad I didn't get hired on there. And, you know, plus the sheriff was like, you give me six months here, I'll promote you to sergeant. It's like, man, I don't want to be fucking handed a position. I want to earn a position.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Little did I know that my three years of experience, I knew more than, you know, their fucking lieutenants. Yeah,
0: sometimes it's um, like that.
1: So, yeah, I get hired on Greenwood County. Um, get on a, a shift with a new lieutenant's. Straight out of investigations. Um, And he's all about chasing cars and putting motherfuckers in jail. So I was all about it. Uh, Get right back on the SWAT team. uh, Go to Greenville County SWAT school. I think Bobby went to that too, man.
0: That's a great experience. Yeah, what would you think of that school? I know there's there's, there's other schools. And and some people don't like going to that one because they don't have a good relationship with them and... I don't know. I've heard a few things. I
1: met some really good people up there, like that worked mm-hmm. for Greenville. I um, met some really good people that went to the school. Um, you know, I think it was more, more or less like it taught you, you know, the smallest you be and stuff like that, but like they taught you how to push yourself. You know, I mean, we were fucking. Like, right out the gate, it was a mile and a half run, run the PAT in under a minute 30, minute push-ups, minute pull-ups, minute sit-ups, straight into fucking shooting all day.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we had to push a goddamn Crown Vic up a fucking 30-degree incline hill. Oh, know, Like, they just beat the fuck out of us all day long, and yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the guys on the team with me, uh, he was in the Army. Uh, he was actually a staff sergeant when he got out. He's a fucking air assault instructor and, you know, like fucking GI Joe looking motherfucker. Um, and, you know, he's eating it up and he's kind of, you know, like I look, look up to him at the sheriff's office and on the team and all that stuff. So, I mean, you know, seeing him do all that, I, was like, I could fucking do it, too, you know, but I'm fat. So, <laughs> um, but man, it was, you know, like 250 bucks and like 300 rounds of ammo. You can't really beat it for the price.
0: No, not really.
1: Um, and, and man, it like Greenville's got good operators. They really have some good operators. Um, I, you know, I reach out to them all the time and just just bullshit with them on stuff. And man, they they never have a problem with with advice or, or whatever. Um, we got a pretty good
0: relationship with them. So, would I was, you, man, um? I mean, would you say SWAT's kind of your? Favorite aspect of policing now?
1: Fuck yes, watch my favorite. Well, I got two. So um we started a a cat team. You know, we put our own spin on it. It's the crime reduction unit. Uh-huh. We're basically just a cat team. Um, I put in for sergeant, didn't get it. Kind of disheartened about that. And my major was like, but I want you on the cat team. And I was like, Fuck yeah, I'm in. You know. Um, so I get to ride around and do it. If I want to just stop nothing but cars all day, I do that. If I want to go serve warrants, I do that. If I want to set up on a drug house, I do that. Um, You know, we help uniform patrol.
0: But what's what's y'all's primary mission there for that? Because everybody's cat team or any variant, uh, um, you know, of that type of team, um, it seems like every department, they all kind of do something a little different. So I mean I mean you like, said you get to do whatever the fuck you want but like when the sheriff has to present that on paper and he's like hey we have this team and this is what this team does like what's kind of his elevator pitch for y'all's cat team
1: uh drug arrests stolen vehicles recovered warrants issued uh you know people put in jail tickets wrote warning mm. the road um Man, we're kind of the jack of all trades to be honest with you. Like, yeah, I gotcha. So, it's we more help of a supplement.
0: From... It's more of a supplement yeah. to the road. Yeah, it,
1: yeah. It's a, we're like a supplement to everybody, right? Um, like my lieutenant is he was my first lieutenant when I got to the sheriff's office. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he's a really good investigator. Um, me, I'm the surveillance guy, I'm the you know, hey, who's that motherfucker? I'll tell you who he is. Give me fifteen minutes. Right. You know, I'll find his whole family. Um, and then we had a guy who started on the team with us. He's now one of our canine handlers. Um, and then so we got a new kid who's like twenty-two, full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> does want to all he wants to do is put motherfuckers in jail. <laughs> yeah. So like, he's my little pet project right now. Trying to slow him down. You know, he's just so wide open, like he can't sit still for five minutes. Right. Um, meanwhile, I can watch a house all day. Yeah. You know, I'm pissing in Gatorade bottles and fucking, you know. Yeah. Like licking the condensation off my window to get some hydration.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: because um, you don't
0: want to leave and miss anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, like, fuck, man, like, I know this car's been here for three days, but it's eventually going to move. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, like I'll throw, like I keep a ghillie suit in my fucking car. I'll throw my damn ghillie suit on and fucking go sit in the woods. Right. I, I love it. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that for about a year and a half. Um, we got back from SWAT school. Uh, we didn't have a sniper. And I was like, hey, man, uh, I'd really like to be a SWAT sniper. And like, sure. Here's the fucking gun. Go do what you want to with it. Um, so I went to a precision rifle, basic precision rifle at the Academy. Um, if you've never shot a rifle before in your life, probably a good school. Um, it's like, man, this is, this is a rifle. Here's the trigger. Here's the bolt. This is a scope, you know, fucking, yeah, they start like from the bottom point it that way. Right. Um, still a good school. Um, just got, well, I say just got done. Um, April, I think it was April. I went to uh, Snipercraft. Their sniper school it was a week long school. Did it up in Anderson with their their team. Okay. Uh, that shit was legit. It was good. Um, uh, learn how to build hides and, you know, that sniping is more than just shooting a dude in the face. Right. It's 99% of watching people and what they do and being able to pass that information on to your commander than shooting people in the face. Right. Um, You know, I've deployed as the sniper um, in a sniper role because obviously we don't have enough people on the team for me to be a dedicated sniper. Um, I've probably deployed 15, 20 times as a sniper. I fucking love it, man. I eat that shit up. Other yeah, than always, that, I'm the That's
0: always kind of the cool the I don't know, the cool guy thing. I mean, even growing up, when you don't even have like a perception of all that stuff, you're like, oh man, a sniper, yeah. yeah. So like, just the the romanticism of it.
1: Yeah. And this is how I got my illustrious nickname of Crisco Kyle. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll send you the picture later so you can post it up and people will understand. Uh, is or just one, go, on,
0: is, that just go on my... is that the one where you're running up the street? Fuck yeah. Yeah, I think I plate I, carrier I... in one hand, rifle in the other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Looking like 10
1: pounds of chewed bubble gum. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. send it to the, I'll, uh, I know what I'll do with that. Just send it to me. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck. <laughs> I know what Bobby will do
1: with that fucking motherfucker. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. I think he's posted it before. Probably so. Yeah. I think he's posted it before, but I'll kind of put it, you know, yeah. the, yeah, we'll the just, podcast we'll artwork or something. I'll
1: reiterate I'll, it so yeah. that people know. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, I was cooking dinner and uh, my wife's like, hey, what's going on? I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, there's a bunch of guys in like tactical gear. I was like, what the fuck? So I look on, you know, and the, our local newspapers posting this and I was like, son of a bitch. So I start making phone calls and they're like, yeah, dude, there's a barricaded suspect. He's got hostages. He's got a fucking long gun. Like <laughs> nobody's you. called you. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's called me, man. So like I run and I'm throwing on clothes and shit and like, I fucking get in my car and I haul ass, you know, I get the damn bowl gun out and I get my plate carrier out and I'm looking all Gucci running up, you know, and they fucking snap this action shot of me. And, dude, I thought it was the fucking coolest thing. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. So, yeah. I
1: mean... So, like, I post a picture, and, uh, you know, I was like, fucking hashtag Chris Kyle. You know? He's a, you know, it's like either you do Chris Kyle or Carlos Hathcock. you know?
2: Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. I
1: picked Chris Kyle for that one. My old lieutenant from the city was, was like, more like fucking Chris Kyle. <laughs> and fucking, like. Bobby's like getting down with the thickness, like fuck dude. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like yeah. I just get oh, yeah. fucking dick slapped. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we hazed the fuck out of each other. Like, yeah. It was <laughs> awful. Like, I wanted to
1: take the fucking picture down. But then it was like, man, fucking Chris Kyle, like the heavyweight sniper of the world. I mean, that's fucking <laughs> like that's the coolest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah. So like my Instagram's fucking Crisco Kyle, i like my Snapchat's Crisco Kyle, and my like fucking TikTok's Crisco Kyle. You know, like
0: I mean, you fucking ran with it.
1: Yeah, you know. But uh, yeah. Oh, that's such a great, fucking a fantastic movie. man. Yeah, yeah. So now here we are, hour and twelve minutes into this thing for me to tell you how I got the nickname Crisco Kyle.
2: No, that's fine. Yeah, like
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean it was, you know, it was fun, man. I, I I really really enjoy being on SWAT and like it's kind of, you know, we've got dudes who've been on SWAT for like five, ten years. Do
0: um, y'all have a? Do y'all actually have full time SWAT personnel? Fuck no. Mm. You know, it's it basically. <laughs> yeah, there's not so, a I mean, lot of places in the in the state that have that, but I know like, you know, I mean. <laughs> And there's just not a lot of places in South Carolina that are big enough to sustain it. And we all know no. the places that are. But I mean,
1: like, even look at Sled. I mean, they're, you know, they're
0: the fucking state law enforcement.
1: Those dudes aren't full time. They have a couple full time. Yeah. But, you know, like, most of those guys, you know, they're dual purpose. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, just, but like, what highway patrols? A cert. They have a couple full time guys. Um,
0: when do they? I. What do you know about those guys? So,
1: one of their guys works in our area. Um, he's actually yeah. at the same sniper school I was at. Now uh-huh. uh, they finished their last days tomorrow. Um. Mm. Man, like the only thing he ever. T- mm. It's last year at the Capitol. Mm. He was like basically like B cert was in front of us with the shields and shit like that and like we were behind them with less than lethal stuff hmm and I was like so I was like what the fuck do y'all do I mean like
0: serve high risk fucking seatbelt tickets
1: you
2: know like (laughs) yeah
0: like if you you have a barricaded suspect in a truck that just happens to stay on the interstate like what yeah who's who's fucking drunk as shit yeah we're
1: gonna snatch you out and do feel sobriety test on you yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, you know, man, I, like I, I, but like he doesn't, bro, man. So I've got this Remington 700 is my bolt gun. It's got a little bit of work done to it, like trigger work. It's got a can on it. I'm running a Leopold Mark four mm-hmm. uh, glass and I just put it in a Magpul stock so I mm-hmm. could have magazines. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, it's nothing special. The barrel's all shot out, you know, but I can still hold a. You know, less than one inch group at a hundred.
0: Which I mean, a lot of for anybody that doesn't know, like a uh, uh, law enforcement, especially where we're at, like law enforcement snipers, like the chances of you making or having to take like a five hundred, six hundred meter shot.
1: Oh, is is
0: almost fucking zero. Yeah, like, so. I, like, what I mean, what's like the average? What's the average? Like, it's like 200 meters or 250 50, 56 yards is the average. 56
1: yards is the average. Oh, the fuck. closest man, I just looked at the book uh last year and I have the 2019. I need to get the more updated one. The closest shot in U.S. SWAT sniper history is like five yards. Um, fuck (laughs) the longest is 506 yards
0: yeah see i mean that's
1: and dude this is this is even the worst part about that 506 yard shot like i train it i train the the thousand yards um but dude he freaking like walked six rounds in on this dude at 500
0: and finally yeah that's fucking horrendous
1: yeah but but 50 56 yards um oh wow my i mean i, I don't have any fucking notches on my belt or anything. like i'm not carrying around a fucking you know necklace full of years <laughs> um but i'm i'm probably i'm probably less than that on my average deployments um i think the closest i've been was like 36 yards Um, and I think the furthest that I've been was actually probably that 50, well, probably about 60, 65 yards. So yeah, I mean, I'm right there in, in that zone. Yeah. It's never Um, far away, but I mean, I've had like, I've had a suspect walk within 10 feet of me. Um, you know, my fucking commanders on the radio, like Parker, he fucking sees you. He's saying that he sees you in the woods. And I was like, no, he doesn't. What do you mean? I was like, cause he's fucking standing right next to me. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, Um which is, dude, is a fucking rush, man, and boner. Um, like you just knowing, like you snuck up on this dude, and you're sitting here in the woods, and he has no idea right there. It's like it was the coolest shit I've ever done. Right. Um, but it's it's, you know, my rifle is nothing special. It gets it does what it needs to do. Um, yeah. You know, you don't need a fucking $10,000 rifle if you're a $5 shooter. Um, you know, no, but... you really
0: don't. Cause I mean, cause I mean, I've seen, I mean, I've seen what, you know, Marines do at boot camp and what fucking <laughs> dirty reservists do. Yeah. At, you know, some of the different places that I've been to and I, you know, and I got to, I got to coach some people and, um, you can do well, I mean that's what the marine corps but known for is doing a lot with almost nothing. Yeah. Um because I mean it's what we called on we we all had M16s like shot out M16s.
1: Fuck yeah with a trigger um, that you could feel every bump, groove, uh, scratch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were.
0: Yeah. I mean we had already I mean they had made the switch to ACOGs. I wanna say they did that like O nine two thousand and ten 2010 time frame. Yeah. Um, I mean, once you get out, I mean, what's the magnification on those? Like four, four. or five? Or, I mean, which is not at five hundred meters. Shit. At five hundred meters, that's still a, a that lot. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's better like, than it, zero. Yeah, I mean, it's a little a bit, a little bit, but not by yep. much. Um, but then we were one of the last. I forgot exactly when they phased it out, but we were still being taught shooting positions with like the old school Odie green gold buckled parade slings. Hell yeah. Where you would take it off and you'd practically tourniquet your arm and, yep. you know. Do the you know they taught the weird uh, kick
1: your hip out and put
0: your shoulder, your hip, yeah, put your put your uh, right. elbow into your hip pocket, right, yeah. right. Like the like that Olympic that Olympic yeah. looking shit. And um, and I mean I've seen what people can do with those, you, you know, at five hundred meters, and you're just you know you're in the five every single time, yeah. And um, and you're not even I mean that's a basic that's a basic Marine. I mean that's not yeah. somebody that's been to, you know some of the stuff that you've been to now now right. that being said if we did get something nice or if you got something nice or some of the stuff that I've seen at some of the sniper competitions that I've been to and been privileged to be a part of um, thousands of dollars <sighs> like every like yeah. the chassis is a thousand dollars the yeah they
1: run like MDT chassis and then you know trigger tech r-
0: triggers and right. you know uh, like carbon barrels and you know, crazy those, amount of money. Uh, Just crazy Schmitt, amount of money. Schmidt and Bender optic, and you're right. like, it's hey, crazy. It's literally crazy. Yeah.
1: Um. A good a podcast I listen to a lot is a modern day sniper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Vallejo and um. Kalen Wojak, they are both former Marine Corps Scout snipers. Um, you know, cause y'all are never like, was, was a scout sniper. Oh yeah, scout sniper. I know. I still,
0: dude, there's a, so there's me and another Marine like on our shift. And, uh, I mean, once what I, I've done good at not making it a part of my identity, yeah. I mean, it's very obvious like within our circles. I mean, even though like you and me have only met in person, I think one time, right. like you're you're still a part of my circle. Like our right. you know, me, Bobby, Kyle, our Marine, uh, you know, guard, law enforcement, like our our little world. Yeah. Um, like everybody knows in that. But I mean, the other day, like, you know, I've already been around that now for about 10 months, and you know, a dispatcher that I talk to you know, at least every other day. Um like what yeah. yeah. He was uh he was like, Oh, I didn't know you were a Marine. I was like, Yeah, dude, I was in the Marine Corps for six years and um he was like, Wow, I didn't know that. I was like, Well, that's kind of the way I like to keep it. Um because yeah. I'm just not one of those guys that makes it a a, a part of my identity because I've always right. been um there's so many of us that we we look the part, and we've we have looked the part for so long, to where it's just another thing, and it's not a part of our ego or anything like that. That's why, like,
1: I had grew this shitty ass beard and like try to get away with having the longest hair at the sheriff's office. You know, right. other than like <laughs> the dope boys, yeah. like the dope boys, like they got fucking mullets and shit, and you know. Right. I remember here, like hiding my hair in my hat. My major would be like, "Take your hat off," and I'm like, nah, I'm good." He's like, "When's the last time you got a haircut?" And I'm like, "You know, three, four months ago." Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I, like I look like the biggest fucking shit bag, right? But it's like you know, for so long, yeah. I mean, like, dude, once hair we goes had the good, like face was shaved. I was like,
0: Man, right. fuck that. dude, once we got the go, um, once we got the go for beards. Um, and it was okay. like the, the department I had before that and then where I'm at now like we got the go for beards um, and literally I mean I think I came into the interview with like a little bit of scruff and they asked about it and I was like well I'm allowed to have a beard when I'm at and I just didn't and they're like alright well I mean we're talking about it but you know we have a shave policy blah blah I'm like okay cool dude literally once I got here I was only shaving for like a month or two I was in my last six months of the Marine Corps, yeah, and we had already like skipped half the over half the drills because of COVID. Yeah, um, so I've been rocking a beard for a while now. But then now that I'm out, we're allowed to have you know full beards, you know, up to a certain length. That I, you know, there's still parameters for it. I mean, our you know our sheriff like, was a yeah one inch. You know, I mean our sheriff, like yeah. Man. I mean our yeah our sheriff still you know retired a uh, you know oh five courtesy oh six. You know they do that shit. Yeah. And, uh, but I mean, I have it. I've had my beard ever since. Um, you know, because I just don't really care about that clean shaven marine identity or whatever. Like, yeah, not nah, fucking out. Whoever needs to know knows. And yeah. then, but, but it'll, it'll always come up though. Cause I mean, there's been times where, you know, if we get, if we get a call, um, I don't think I've had to go I don't think I've had to go outside of my region yet for it but if there's a a call that involves like a veteran with PTSD or they're having some problems or whatever like I'm one of those people that goes yeah yeah and, I, you it, know it's just part of it where you're going to have that's just part of the identity that you're going to have especially in Especially in first response, because it's like, hey, if I can use, you know, my military past to help somebody now in my civilian law enforcement capacity, like, I'm going to do it if it's going to help somebody. Where in other professions, like, you don't have to really fucking worry about that. Like, if you went and, like, became a fucking accountant or or you fucking sold tires, like, what the fuck are you going to have to talk to, you know you know, talking talk... down and fucking blowing his gourd off. Right, 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 yeah. right. Because yeah. he's got PTSD from God knows what.
1: Yeah. I, I've had that on one occasion. I, I remember, and I don't even, uh, oh man, it was a traffic stop. And, and I don't know what y'all call them, but the, the press fentanyl pills, we call them blues. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, he had a shit ton of fucking blues on him. And he's like, he's like, man, I'm a fucking addict and blah, blah. I was like, And it's, it's all good. You know, and he's, getting riled up and shit and just becoming belligerent and i was like man like we can get you help he's like fuck you you can't help me he's like the fucking va got me hooked on this shit anyway and i was like no shit man the va prescribed you some bullshit and he's like you don't fucking know and i was like yeah i do know man like i served and he's like yeah but you don't fucking know what i went through and i was like i probably don't know what you went through but here's what i went through you know, like, I went to the VA for my issues. They prescribed me a shit ton of medication. I told him to eat a bag of dicks because, you know, this medication was making me, you know, basically like a fucking zombie. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, he was like, oh, yeah, fuck. You know, like, I, you do get it. And, man, we had a conversation. He fucking ends up telling me where he's buying dope, how much he's buying it for, you know, how often he's buying it, like, just selling this dude down the river. And I was like,
0: oh cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Just sometimes just sometimes you never know. Yeah. yeah. It's it's all about knowing when to play that card. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you know, I don't That's really all it is. I, I would kind of describe it as more of like that's like that card you keep in your sleeve, not necessarily, yeah. you know, something you wear on your chest or your shoulder all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, well, unless I mean, you get a fucking EGA tattoo on your forearm, like everybody uh, else. Oh boy. No, uh. no, no, I got, <laughs> I got in and out with no tattoos. So, hey, look at you, yeah, mate. I know I'm fucking special. So, but with that story, I like that. Cause that's a good transition to the second. I mean, I don't even want to call it a second half because time wise, it's not going to be just as much as that first part was. Yeah. Um, but I mean this is we might as well call this like the tactical rabbit hole podcast because yeah. that's pretty much all the episodes that you know the direction we go. Um eh. so what's going on and shit we get to talking about. But so you're talking about helping somebody specifically a veteran, but it's not always, you know, we're not helping as a vet in law enforcement, you're not always you don't get to pick and choose who you fucking help. Whoever calls, you fucking show up. Yeah. Um and we always <clears throat> I mean, I think we've done a good job on the podcast thus far of not, you know, it's not dark and gloomy. It's not, um, you know, negative. It's just kind of, it's, it's the environment we're in. So sometimes it just comes off like that. Right. Um, and then it's not as as dark, you know, full episodes dark. As um, maybe some of the stuff that Jocko uh, gets to talking about when he talks about some of the unpleasant military history that he likes to hit on sometimes. Yeah. Um, because I mean that stuff. The darkness is real, but also the light is real too. So, do you ever listen to uh, Mike Drop? For sure.
1: Like, uh, yeah. And like his, for sure. I, I like his more than Jocko because it usually is like, like they're telling stories. You know, it's a lot of tier one operators. And they're telling stories, but they're like, you know, man, we were getting fucking shot at and fucking shit was crazy. And they're laughing, you know, like, yeah, his stuff's a little more
0: lighthearted. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, we're going to get into, you know, why we actually love this job and why we actually do it, because everybody that we've had on here. I mean, we always joke around about like, oh, I failed out of school and I couldn't do anything else. And I, mean, that's more, I mean, that's more of a joke, really, yeah. nowadays, yeah. Um, because, you know, all of us have extensive, I mean, as you know, because we're all around 30. I mean, we're all I mean, we're but I mean, we all got kids and or married, yeah. you know, how's like like, yeah, or Bobby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He just fucking travels around all the time and he's like never in his own goddamn house. Yeah. So spends my <laughs> taxpayers' money, you fuck. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about like why we actually love the job. Um, because you didn't have to get into law enforcement. Yeah, it was in your no, yeah. it was in your in your family history. And I mean, um I didn't have any law enforcement in my family history, but I mean i we're we are very, very military heavy, um, which I think it's easy to make that crossover to the yeah. middle life, to first response of any kind. Because, um, I mean, at this point, like, we all know that there's jobs that pay us the same amount of money for less stress or, in some cases, even more money. Um, but. Absolutely we still chose it. I mean, we still do it. I mean, there was a, there was a period of time where, I mean, there was people that literally thought I was stupid for not going for for a commission in the military. Um, after I'd kind of given up, um, not given up like it, I mean, it was a calculated decision where it's like, okay, I don't want to do, I don't want to do this. I'm going to get off this road. I'm going to take an exit and I'm going to take another path. Um, i mean there's plenty of us that and i and i've even seen people where i'm just like i don't know why you're a cop bro or like or there's been some people where you're just like wow you're just you know why are you you know you're too smart to be a cop which is kind of a fucked up saying in itself so um,
1: <laughs> rabbit hole but i'll jump down it really quick and get out right. I, I, just, <laughs> I trained this kid he's from anderson and I was like, "Why the fuck, Greenwood?" And he's like, "Well, I wanted to work someplace where I didn't know anybody." And I was like, "Fair enough,
0: you know, I don't know anybody. I'm not." Kidding I mean, anybody. That's, you know, yeah, I, I, mean, I that's get. A, it. I mean, that's a that's a common strategy. I mean, that's my strategy. Um, I mean, shit, that's been my strategy for every place I've worked, really. Yeah. And then if I, if I did come across anybody, it just it just happened. You know, they came to wherever I was. Not right. Yeah. You know.
1: So he gets in the car, you know, and I'm trying to teaching just a little bit here and there and just trying to feel him out. You know, how can I teach this kid? And I was like, so, uh, you know, what, you know, what were you doing before this? He's like, Oh, I went to Clemson. I was like, Clemson. he's like, yeah, like, you graduated. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Uh, I'm not a Clemson fan. Fuck Clemson. Um, you <laughs> most know, most of us aren't. Yeah. But you know, I was like, I mean, you went to Clemson. He's like, yeah. I was like, What'd you do at Clemson? He's like, In- what? what? I was like, you do fucking engineering at Clemson, one of the best engineering schools in the nation. You know, and you come to Greenwood to be a fucking deputy? And he's like, well, I did a semester of, or two of engineering and decided I didn't like it anymore. So Clemson just started their criminal justice program. You know, he's like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a cop. and So I did that, and now here I am. And I was like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, like, the you know he's joining like during all the civil unrest and protests and everybody's saying fuck 12 yep. you know and like the kid went up the kid got into clemson's engineering program right. and i was like you're you're not smart you're a fucking idiot you know but anyway
0: <laughs> yeah i mean there's um i mean you see that i mean you kind of see that all the time i mean there's even i was even kind of thinking about it uh random thought i had today where um and we're kind of re not re-educating ourselves but we're there's a lot of people that are putting more of an emphasis on like hey bro like you don't have to go to college like when i was like i remember when when we were growing up like it was like you need to go to college yeah Um, and now it's like showing that it's not necessarily going to pay off because yeah. the the cost to what you're going to be making when you get out, like that ratio, uh, that gap has has widened. With as oh, much yes. as it goes to go to college, and then how much you make after the fact, it doesn't line up anymore. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, so me, my wife graduated from college. I didn't. She's got her. She actually has a master's degree now in healthcare administration. Um, you know, we got hired on and we we were making the same amount of money up until um, probably like a year and a half ago. You know, she got a fucking like two dollar an hour raise. Um, I don't know what she's doing. You know, whatever. I mean, her <laughs> doctor's a woman and married. I don't know what. I don't know if she's fucking you know I don't anyway but like I don't care like as long as they pay her you know I don't give shit but you know we like we were dollar for dollar matching each other and then you know she gets a two dollar raise I got like a fucking ten cent raise hell yeah and she's like you know I want to get my master's degree I said yeah go for it she gets her master's degree which is like forty thousand dollars so now we're in the hole for a bachelor's and a master's um, now her Come, you know, the, the doctor's office she works for gave her a $10,000 raise, you know. But I'm thinking like she got a $40,000 fucking degree and a $10,000 raise. So after taxes, that's like a $6,000 raise. So that's going to take us fucking, you know, a damn six years to pay off. You know, six, seven years to pay her degree off. I'm like, Fuck. But, you know, it, it, my department, I don't know about yours, my department, it don't make a shit if you got a fucking GED or a goddamn doctorate, you get paid the same amount of money.
0: Yeah. So we have, um, everybody does it a little bit different, but we have um, different, like it's like a percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Where you get a percentage for a two year, you get a different percentage for a four year, you get a different right. percentage for a master's. Yeah. Um, you even get a percentage not all places do this some places will give you a percentage for military service um you know, but I mean all those are like one two percent where yeah, if you're adding works. yeah, I mean if you're adding one two percent for a job that on average pays between like thirty five and forty five, it's not that much of a difference <laughs> no it's not. <laughs>
2: It's I think like
0: Greenwood of a difference. Greenwood
1: City, uh, where I started out, it was like $1,000 for an associate's
0: or a bachelor's. Right. So then you're like, oh, man, an extra thousand bucks. It's like, yeah, but that's an extra thousand bucks over a whole year. Yeah. And that's, you know, if
1: if a 28-year career is $28,000 for a fucking degree you paid 40 right. grand
0: for. It. Right. You know, like, like bro, right. you got screwed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, first response gets screwed in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, like, I always, I, I always bitch about and compare ourselves to, you know, teachers um, where they have such an amazing loan forgiveness program opposed to first responders Yeah. where, you know, regardless of how bad of a school you go work for, um, it's going to be nothing compared to law enforcement. Sorry. I mean, I'm not, you know, teachers are are important, but like in a loose description, and I'm sure I've said it on here before. In South Carolina, they have it set up to where if you go to school for education and then you go work in a shitty school district and you stay there for, I think it's like three years. um, Don't quote me on any of this, but you stay there for like three ish years and all your student loan debt's gone. Yeah. Or they take away a certain percentage or whatever. All I know is it's a good deal because I know people have fucking done it. Yeah. To where if you're a first responder, you know, there's like a a public service program through federal student loans where after 120 consecutive payments, which is 10 years post-graduation.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought it was.
0: Then they will, then they'll wipe it out. So you got to go 10 years
1: fucking in
0: perfectly, and then they'll, then they'll take care of it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, that's not even, that's not even comparable. Like, if you're just looking at it like, it like the level of inherent risk with the job. Yeah. Like, if you go to college and you get a degree and you go into law enforcement, and say let's just say you get on with a department i mean it, it, if anything would make sense in south carolina it would be 2 years post graduation from the academy and then your student loans would be expunged yeah. because that 2 year that 2 year mark and this is kind of an unwritten not an unwritten rule, but just an unwritten thing in South Carolina to where the department you get hired at, quote, in a way, pays for you to go to.
1: Yeah, which nobody can tell me how much it costs.
0: Right. Um, I've heard all kinds of numbers. You know, I've heard like, oh, they pull from this, they pull from that. You know, they even say that like, Part of you know the yearly ticket revenue goes towards the academy. It's like okay, is that going towards the academy or is that going towards quote tuition for the academy? Even though it's Which not really called that, but just that's like not the terminology, right? Um, I've heard all kind of shit. So, yeah. but like if you leave a department before your two years, whatever the, the department is that's picking you up has to pay off. Yeah, where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, that's kind of an unwritten. Uh, agreement out there that not a lot of people know about or care to know about or ignore it or whatever. Um, <clears throat> where well, I mean, that would make sense to me where after you've been certified and working the road for two years, then your student loans should be forgiven. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you're in, you're in public service. You're dealing with with shitty people and shitty situations, just all the fucking time, and yeah. just doesn't make any sense to me. How teachers can get that in three years, and we can't get anything like that. Like it's not yeah. even cl- it's not even close. Like right? if it was like if it was like three for them and four for us, well, I'd be okay with that. Like I'm like I'm like eh, like am I gonna argue over one year and possibly lose something like on the negotiation side of that? Um, that's usually how that kind of stuff plays out with uh, you know with state politics. Um, no, but I mean, ten consecutive years of payments. But it's just like, how are we
1: in the same category as teachers for our retirement? Uh, like, what?
0: fucking sense does that make? No, i don't know because it's just like, set up because it's set up as a state retirement
1: yeah okay you that's, know that's like,
0: that's really it so then they try to compare us where to me you know anybody in first response comparing comparing anybody in first response to teachers is apples to oranges to me
1: oh 100
0: i mean it is in the realm of of public service because you're in a public school and I'm serving the public in the terms of enforcing the law, but that that's it. Like that's where it ends. But yeah, that's but always that's always been the parent, comparison and debate in our state. If a parent can't get their kid ready
1: to go to school, they don't call the fucking teacher to come get them and make them go to school. They call fucking nine hundred and eleven and want us to show up. To be like, okay, now little Johnny, if you don't put your fucking air forces on, you know, like I'm not gonna do shit. But you gotta go to school because your mom called nine one one, and now I'm here, right? You know, like call your fucking teacher, call your guidance counselor or whatever. Like make them right, do that shit.
0: right? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's just another part of the job that we don't like, but let's (laughs) so we always, uh, I mean, we always go straight to, man, I don't know. And I, and I kind of think of, uh, you know, kind of some of the answers I've given in, in interviews and stuff, but you know, you always think of like, Oh, like I want to get into car chases, and I, want to catch, yeah, and I want to catch bad guys, and I want all this cool stuff. Fuck yeah! And who don't? We're in South Carolina. Most places don't get cool stuff. You know, no. you don't get brand new cars. You don't get all the no. Gucci equipment. Um, you know, half the stuff you wear is like stuff that you've bought on your already like right next to minimum wage. Yep. Um, <laughs>
1: um, man, I got new tires on my
0: patrol car and hey, got a
1: lot and like I feel know. like new fucking money, baby, dude. Yes. My 2013 Explorer was 135 thousand miles on it. Oh let's yeah, let's go,
0: boy. She's ready. <clears throat> so, what am I guess? I don't know. It's like, it's one of those things where I'll probably give somebody a different answer, like almost every day or where I'm at or what kind of mood I'm in. But I guess just kind of, even if you're not feeling it, like right now at the moment, just think of stuff that you've like said in the past where, I mean, I genuinely do like helping people. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that and that ultimately led to, you know, why me, me, Bobby and Kyle started a business and then following that, you know, making the podcast, um, so people can have just more of a, I mean, podcasts are more of a personal interaction with whatever topic, you know, you like listening to or learning about, um, yeah, especially which is in law enforcement. Like law enforcement,
1: powerlifting, strongman, and fucking snipers. Like that's yeah. all
0: it is. You know? Right. And I mean, you can find a podcast for anything. And it's always yeah. helping somebody and it's always very conversational, which I also try to keep, uh, or I try to, I try the conversational approach, um, you know, on calls for service. Yeah. Um, where, is that like
1: when somebody calls nine one one and like you go to a house?
0: That, yes, yes, yeah, bro. I don't, so I don't, so I don't know that would be call for service. Yeah, I don't know what those are anymore. <laughs> so yeah, because you're sitting on houses all the time trying to catch bangers. Yeah. So, but I mean, that, I mean, that's ultimately it. Is yeah. is us helping people? And you know, in the military and in law enforcement, you always say like, ah, oh, like. I fucking hate people, blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's more of uh but it's just like anything else. Um I know there's a term for this, but it's just too too late in the day for me. But yeah. um just that that percentage of uh just like positive interactions, like oh, four to, outweigh the well, negative. To get four. to get yeah I mean there's you gotta attempt it, it's almost like uh like what's like a percent like batting averages like if anybody understands batting averages in baseball, which I'm not a baseball guy, but I understand the averages right yeah I know like a five hundred like, is like fifty fifty so I right so that's a batting good. but a batting average like if somebody has like like a like a point three two five or whatever. You're hitting the ball less, that's hitting the ball, that's getting on base. So that's singles to home runs, or, you know, and then grand slams and doubles and all that bullshit. You're hitting the ball in a positive way, aka you getting on base less than a third of the time. So a third would be 0.333 continuous, right? That's how I kind of look at law enforcement. Like most of the calls you get to, it's not gonna be something you want to deal with. The motherfucker's gonna stink. There's gonna be a fucking dog somewhere. There's Coffee gonna be to the floor. there's gonna be extra charges somewhere, there's yeah. gonna be somebody with warrants. It's not gonna be at all nice, here's a nice little uh, you know, cookie cutter yeah. traffic stopper. There's another term I saw uh, and I hadn't seen it in a while, but somebody used the verbiage routine traffic stop describing what just happened in uh, Chicago where that female officer was murdered Um, and her partner is still in critical condition and their fucking city leadership comes out trying to blame it on guns and investigating like, bro, we'll, we but have how a whole, epic
1: was it—the fact that the mayor showed up and they all turned their backs on him? Dude, how fucking epic!
0: We can like, we can get into that. We can literally record tomorrow for next week and talk about yeah. that bullshit. But we ain't got the fucking time for it right no, now no. <laughs> because that is a bro. Just fuck that city. Just fuck no. Chicago. Like yeah. I don't even know how anybody's a cop there anymore. I don't know how anybody's a cop like out in Portland and like Washington State with the fucking no. bullshit laws no. they just passed over there. No way. Like, bro, come to South Carolina. Just yeah. come on. Just come on. South we'll Carolina, make... Texas, Florida. Bro, come on. Come like, on.
1: Listen, I did an interdiction class, and one of the main instructors was from Orange County, Florida. Mm-hmm. Which, do you follow that gear, dude? Yeah. Orange County SWAT, just by the way. Okay. You know how he's so like, oh, you know, like, what that patch SWAT team, what SWAT can't tell you. You know, like, he's so fucking secretive. Yeah. Well, I talked to their their sniper team leader who was our uh, lead instructor in interdiction course. And I was like, yeah, man, I tried to read out, reach out to that gear dude about some training and stuff like that. And he wouldn't fucking reach back, you know, wouldn't hit me back. And he fucking rolled his eyes. Like, it was hilarious. But anyway,
0: you're like, well, whatever. I mean, you can be as high speed and be a little secretive yeah. about stuff. But, motherfucker, you're still in public service.
1: Yeah, like. If you got another operator reaching out to you, like, fucking, you know, make sure he's legit. And then, you know, but whatever. So this dude, you know, like, he's a sergeant, 15-year sergeant making, like, 80 grand a year. And all he does is interdiction. You know, he's like, if y'all want to come fucking work in Orange County, come work at Orange County. Like, we've got, like, fucking 10,000 employees. And, like, all we do is fuck shit up. And, like, we get paid good. And, like, our sheriff's the shit. You know, like, I'm like, you know, call my wife like, "Hey, you want to move to Florida?" You know? <laughs> like they just fucking police down there, you know. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, G- Georgia except Atlanta and like kind of Savannah. Yeah. But, like, like backwoods fucking like, Elberton County, which is right across the river from us. Yeah. Well, through Abbeville. Yeah. And like, if you get into a pursuit and you're going into Georgia. Like just fucking let them have it, man. Like, oh yeah, I've heard that a bunch. Like, they're um, you just get a loudspeaker and you're like, hey, you're about to go into Georgia, you might want to stop.
0: Right. Yeah, that's um, there. I mean, there's a couple counties in South Carolina where it used to be like that. We used to be one of those places, but um, whatever, it's just not anymore. But yeah. I've heard a lot of stories about like with Georgia, um, like with their like equivalent of troopers. Yeah. um, From here to over there. Yeah. Bro, yeah, they're Pick like motorcycles. Yeah. Bulldogs. It's like, hey, like you got charges? How long you been chasing them? Roger. And they're in the ditch. Yeah. Well, it's a
1: felony. Fell to stop for blue lights is a felony in Georgia. It's a fucking misdemeanor here. I can't. You know, believe, like, yeah.
0: It should be a straight up felony here, too. Like,
1: man, we, we got into a pursuit with a stolen vehicle. This is why I have new tires on my car.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs>
1: Um, I jumped a a concrete median in between 50 and 77 miles an hour. Um, Casual. uh, Casual. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, the shop sent me a nasty email that was like, we replaced, like we changed your oil, your upper and lower control arm, your strut tower, your rim, your brake, your tie rod. And I was like, huh, I didn't realize I broke all that shit. You know, but like we chased that fucking car into the, our next county, which is Abbeville, who has like three fucking deputies. Mm-hmm. The city, Abbeville City, just sat there and watched. Um, and my lieutenant used to work over there. And he was like, if Abbe-, straight up over the radio, said, if Abbeyville's not going to help, tell them to get out of the way. And our dispatcher was on the phone with Highway Patrol. And the Highway Patrol dispatcher heard that and was like, Oh my God! Did he just say that over the radio? And they were like, "Yeah, yeah,", yeah. and they were like, "We want to come work there." You know, it's like, dude, people think we're a bunch of fucking cowboys, and I mean, we're not. We just like to fucking have fun, but we chased this motherfucker from the middle of Greenwood, like downtown, you know, rush hour traffic, all the way to the state line in the next county. Mm. And uh, Georgia ended up coming over the fucking border was like, y'all good? We are like, yeah. And they're like, oh, we had you if they fucking crossed the bridge. They weren't going to make it far. <laughs> dude, yeah. that's how they roll, man. Yeah. But you know what I mean, dude, We're like rush hour traffic, fucking 100 miles an hour. I fucking wrecked my shit. You know, like putting lives in danger. And it's a fucking misdemeanor. Like, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, that's but, absolute bullshit.
1: but it's you know like shit that shit's fun it you know
0: i mean it really is and there was and i uh i think probably one of my most recent conversations with kind of the the positive sides of this career and because it's not as um I mean, law enforcement has been around for a long, long, long time. It's one of those things where it's always, in some capacity, has always been around. Right. And it just so happens, like, you know, people refer to it as like, we're in a rut. You know, the pendulum is in the opposite direction. You know, it's in the negative direction. It's going to come back. There's all kind of metaphors for it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just so happens that we're in a shitty period. Yeah, Um, right
1: when we decide to get into it. (laughs)
0: But if you think about it, there is just as much um, positivity, satisfaction, camaraderie. Yeah. um, And especially being a deputy, independence. Yeah yeah like I, I think I get like, to drive around our our county's kind of lopsided where where my region accounts for uh, about seventy percent of the land mass of our county So how
1: big is how, how big is y'all's county?
0: It's between 700 and 800 square miles. God damn yeah we're so four, the, 462. sixty two. so but on my side. It's more land, but less people. So obviously more people are closer to Columbia. Yeah. And then I'm on the opposite side. Um, And and like my side is kind of known as the cowboy side. So you got to put certain type of personnel that are going to flourish in those. Um, And just, but I mean, most of the day, like the independence, I mean, you can, I mean, I can listen to podcasts all day. I can stop traffic while I'm doing that. There's plenty of people that want property checks and plenty of churches that want their property checked while you're up yeah. there. Um, that's one of those community things that just, it just a very simple thing that just fucking makes you look good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah and then yeah. especially, the and, then a, <laughs> and then especially during a fucking election year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, but people don't think of those positive things. No. Um, they just think of all the bad stuff they see on the news. Um,
1: which, well, I mean, really,
0: I mean, really, that's the whole thing. I mean, you can just, everything you see on the news, and then there's like 10 subcategories under that itself.
1: But I remember, um, you know, like that's what's selling right now. You know, I remember back when I was a kid, you know, and like, Cops was on, you know, like every fucking Thursday night or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like well, and then, it, you know, like,
0: yeah, cool it was always the, a cool ass fucking show. And like, I went to school in Richland County. So I have Leon Lott, the fucking infamous motherfucker that he is. Yeah. I have known of Leon Lott my entire life. Right. I, I'm sure I've met him before, not anytime recently, but like, as a kid, I'm sure he came to my school. I had Richland County deputies in my school. Like They've had SROs long before uh, a lot of places across the country have. I remember when um, a lot of the school shootings that happened like between, from so from like Columbine in like 99 to like, I don't know, the couple years after that were like, do we need to have cops in school and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, motherfucker, I always had a cop in my school. Yeah. I knew their name.
1: You know, like, me and Bobby some of them didn't. Are still,
0: some of them are still at Richland County.
1: Yeah. Not me and now. Bobby didn't, because we were private school kids, you know, but, like, we still, we grew up in such a small area, like, you knew all of them. Yeah, you still you know, knew like, who
0: your fucking, me and fucking town Bobby's... clowns were, who your fucking deputies were. Yeah. You know, hey, I got a trooper that lives down the street from me. Yeah. Um you know the canine, the canine unit would come to your school, and they, you know, they yeah, bring like the oldest
1: truck, yeah. They'd
0: bring like the oldest fucking dog they had, and would you know yeah. show them some stuff they do with the dog, and um, I don't know. It was just part of the it was just part of the fucking deal. Just part you of had, fucking like, growing up. McGrath, the the
1: the drug dog or
0: whatever. Yeah, and the Dare program. Yeah, the Dare program.
1: And you know, I mean, like,
0: I just it's feel it's like. Normal. As a kid,
1: you know, yeah, you had there was so much more shit out there to to yeah, like you said, normalize policing. And now it's just like, you know, we had a fucking like five-year-old kid, man. You know, kid my kid's age. We walk up to the house and knock on the door, and he's got a fucking nerf gun. He's like, I'll kill you, you fucking pigs. And I'm like, you little fucking bastard. Yeah, like what the fuck? A five-year-old kid wanting to kill me with a nerf gun. Yeah, like what, what am I tasing? You know, like what the fuck do I do? Yeah, um, but it's. I think now, like, like you say, like the camaraderie is a lot tighter. Like we have to take care of each other.
0: Um, well, and we still need to see it more because there's yeah. still a degree of uh, professional cannibalism, as I've called it oh, for pff- a while now. Jesus, man, Um, we just had
1: a talk about this today. I don't even want to get fucking started on that. Dude, yeah, like that,
0: that needs to fucking stop. We had a supervisor. Like I have people, man, and people are going to listen to this, and they're going to know exactly the fuck I'm talking about. For those that know, you know, where I'm at and what we do and who I work with and stuff, but I have people that work the road, my shift and not, that – I will call them out on their negative bullshit that will hurt us on the road and hurt this career. I will call them out at every single opportunity. Yeah. If they're a buddy, if they're a buddy fucker, if they're being selfish, if they're putting another officer in danger, if I see somebody like there's so many times where it's like, Oh, why didn't that other cop stop that other cop from doing something else? Motherfucker, I'm stopping you. Like, I, like yeah. To the point where if you're beating somebody's ass, it's not supposed to, like, if it's something like that, I'm, I'm probably going to beat your ass back. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, to, like, I will take that all the way. So, like,
1: w- with my unit, man, we wear, like, our uniform for the sheriff's office is outer carry vest, you know, black vests, black polo shirts, tan pants, black boots. Um, my unit, we wear tan boots because I like wearing tan boots. It's exactly why we wear tan boots. <laughs> you know, we have the fucking true spec uh, expedition pants, you know, with all the stretchy shit. Mm, yeah. Uh, cause I like those pants cause I'm fat. Um, <laughs> and then we wear fucking combat shirts and tan plate carriers. And like, man, you know, it's like, we got our fucking names on it. And like, you know, Sheriff's office patches on our sleeves, like, you know, like we look professional. And one of our fucking captains at a supervisor meeting today was like, "Well, I mean, look at what y'all fucking wear. I'll just wear the fuck y'all want to." And it's like, man, well, who the fuck cares? Like, the major approved this uniform, the sheriff approved this uniform. Like, what the? Why are you fucking mad at us because of what we wear? Right, it's petty. You know, like we're different units. We want to stand out differently from just normal uniform patrol. And it's like, you know, why you want to fucking bash us? Like, we're on the same team, dude. Yeah. We, we help you when you're getting your ass beat with calls. We pick up calls for you. When you have a violent crime, we show up to that crime scene to help you so your boys can get back on the road. You know, like, like fuck you, man. We got enough people stabbing us in the back. I don't need a fucking dude wearing a badge stabbing me in the back, too.
0: Yep. And I mean, it's,
1: you know, and that's why I try to teach, like, you know, these new kids that are coming in, you know, like, first off, you gotta fucking love being a cop if you want to be one right now. Hell yeah. Um, And I just try to talk to them, like, and help people. Don't fucking don't be these lazy motherfuckers who just sit in their car for 12 hours, you know, answer three or four fucking calls and, you know, sit on them for an hour. Like get your fucking call and go. If you don't want to stop cars, answer calls, check property.
0: Yeah. There's you, other stuff to do.
1: Do something, but don't fucking sit around like a knot on a log. Yeah. And, You know, a couple of the guys I've trained, um, I get, I get, I train everybody, man. and I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm not, you know, trying to say I'm fucking great at my job. Um, I'm decent at what I do. I just take extra time to learn things. Um, And I pass things on. I don't fucking learn it and retain it, you know, and keep it to myself. Right. Uh, You know, I just read some case law the other day and I text like five fucking people. and was like, Hey man, read this case law. Um, you know, so I end up training a lot of people because of the knowledge I have and, and how I strive to be better, to be more professional, you know, and to want to pass on what I know. Yeah. So, you know, and I think too, there was a time where they were just fucking hiring bodies, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, Oh, you were every, every place has dealt with that. Yep.
1: And you got these people who don't fucking care about what they do. They don't, they're, they're not committed like we are. They just want to show up and collect a paycheck. And you've got those people training other day, de- you know, new deputies and they're heavily influencing them on how they police. And, you know, now you've turned a potentially good deputy into a shitbag. Uh, or you have turned this deputy who's full of piss and vinegar into, you know, just mediocre. And I don't, I, I want to make sure that when somebody leaves me from FTO, from field training, that they were fulfilled. They, they, you know, no question was left unanswered. Because if they go out and they're like, well, Parker didn't teach me that. I'm like, fuck, man, you know, like I failed my mission. But that's just, you know, that's me, and not everybody, not everybody's like that, unfortunately.
0: Right. Well, I think that's one thing uh, you don't see consistently across the board in law enforcement is putting people in the right spot with the right skills, you know, and the right drive. Um, and really the only place you kind of see that is, um, you know, if somebody's getting picked up for narcotics or yeah. somebody's getting picked up, you know, for investigations to fill, you know, a specific, uh, you know, because, you know, all investigators kind of unofficially have like a certain expertise where it's like, Hey, I'm going to give all the DV stuff to this guy. I'm going to give all the yeah. burglaries to this guy. I'm going to give all, you know, yeah. Um you know, and to what extent, you know, a sheriff's office or police department kind of, you know, indicates those roles. I mean, that's all on them and how they want to run, you know, technically yeah, when, their business. When um, you're like
1: us and you don't have a fucking like homicide division and right. property division.
0: Right, 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 right. Um Yeah, and that's one of those things where I think a lot of people or a lot of um organizations need to get better at you know, having the right person as an FTO and not filling it like just as a billet. And I know we started seeing this maybe over the last, mm, I mean, it was kind of the ramp up after 9-11 where you had people filling billets very specifically in the uh, drill sergeant world. Me and Bobby saw this a lot um, from, you know, where we worked and met. Um, Yeah with the with the drill sergeant school being out of here at Fort Jackson is they were just filling and training drill sergeants that probably shouldn't have, like they were picking people that shouldn't have been drill sergeants. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and they were just like filling it as a billet um, where I think you got to get away from that in law enforcement because it's, you know, we're not, it's not a, it's um, it's more local and intimate, so yeah. you need to make sure that those kind of people are fucking dialed in. This isn't a big federal institution where, you know, hey, you're going to be trained in South Carolina, then you're going to get stationed in Florida, then you're going to get stationed in Germany, and then you're going to meet all these different goddamn people, and, like, yeah. it's – and especially in South Carolina – Like, you're going to get people that's like, oh, well, I've worked for Richland County for 25 years, or I've been with bumfuck whoever for fucking 27 years. And it's like, well, holy shit, you've been so fucking, you've you've been here so long that you're not even open-minded to anything to begin with. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, speaking of that, I mean, that's
1: a lot that I've noticed is that, man, these fucking old heads, they don't give A shit. They are so close-minded that it doesn't matter what you tell them. It's like it's like you said, man. I got twenty-five years. I can retire right now.
0: Well, fucking retire, bitch, and get out of the way. That's what. That's what I'm going to start telling people. And I I don't care who it is. It's just like, hey, man. Like you're not on the street with me. You're not in the car with me. You're not doing anything to help the road deputy. That is the tip of the spear for any department, no matter what. If you don't want to help them. Get the fuck out of the way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we yeah. had we, we had a stolen vehicle uh, we found, hit on the LPR. And, you know, we ended up finding it and whatever. We set up on it because it's in the fucking McDonald's drive-thru, which I'll <laughs> get So, you know, we, K-9 gets up. We end up snatching them out of the fucking cars. They are literally at the fucking speaker. And we're shouting at them, pointing guns. Dog barking in the background.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: And me, man, I'm a fucking smart ass. I really am, and I can't help it. Um, <laughs> but they're like, "Can I help you?" I was like, "Hey, it's gonna be a minute before they can order their McNuggies. And like, I was like, "Fuck, man!" I said, "You know, I'm holding a dude at gunpoint, and I'm fucking smarting off to this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we rip them out of the car or whatever. Well, dog, you know, free air sniff on the vehicle gets uh probable cause to search the vehicle, you know, based on his reaction or whatever. Right. I don't know all the proper terms. I just know when my man says you're good, I can search it. Um so there was two females in the car and two males in the car. I mirandized them. You know, they're like, well, I don't want to talk to you without a lawyer. I was like, that's cool. I don't want to fucking talk to you anyway. Well, we search the car. We find some paraphernalia. We search the males, nothing. Well, we call a female deputy to search one of the females. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're using a female deputy from the road. Her captain is, is there on scene with us. And, you know, we were like, hey, is, is you know, Deputy Susan busy right now? And the captain's like, well, she's going to help the city search another female. And, like, I kind of fucking turned around and looked at him. And my lieutenant was like, oh, okay. This captain's like, well, I mean, uh, well, I, you know, I think she can come over here and 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 search for us, you, you know? Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and he was like,
1: you know, I think we take priority over the city. And I was like, you're fucking A right we do. Yeah. I was like, why is that even a goddamn question? And I fucking turned around and walked off. Yeah. And like, I don't, he, he fucking heard me. I know he heard me
0: like you're a captain
1: and our, our rank structure, every department is different because, you know, you don't need to have the same rank structure throughout every law enforcement agency in the state. No. So, you know, we have a a deputy, deputy one to master deputy. Um, and then it goes, Sergeant Lieutenant captain. So every shift has a Sergeant Lieutenant and captain. Um, Sergeant is your first line supervisor. It's not just a promotion, you know. It's a you got to interview and actually earn it, whatever. Um, and then of course major and then share. Um, so majors over division, captains over shift, except investigations has a captain and a lieutenant. Narcotics just has a lieutenant. We have just a lieutenant, but my lieutenant answers to our major and to the sheriff. So if a fucking road captain tells us to do something, we can tell him to eat shit and die. Um, Because we answer to the majors and the sheriff. But, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking deputy, too. Like, I'm up for master deputy in a couple months. And you're a captain, you're asking, or you're trying to confirm that we take priority over the fucking city? Yeah, that's
0: so...
2: How fucking ass
0: backwards is that? You know? well, well, that's so, like, elementary. It's like, uh, yeah, we do take priority, bud. Like, yeah. What?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know,
0: and, like, my lieutenant
1: didn't say shit to me, because he knew, like, he knows I don't like that motherfucker anyway. Right. You know, so he just doesn't really say shit about it and yeah. kind of lets me go-ish. But, as yeah, fucking, like, <clears throat> like, these are some of the people that we have and who slipped through the cracks mm-hmm. like all you gotta do is you know man my major threatened to write me up when i fucking popped my tire and bent my rim and you know ripped half my front end off my car um uh, <laughs> you know, he's like i'm gonna fucking write you up and i was like yeah go ahead i was like i fucking deserve it and he was like man, you sure i was like yeah i was like man i fucked up he said, "Well, let's watch your video." So he watches my video, and I was like, "I didn't see the, you know, the fucking suspect hits the damn median in front of me," and then I was like, "Oh shit!" And it was kind of too late, and I hit it. and He was like, "Oh fuck, man!" I thought it was something different. Now I ain't gonna write you up. And I was like, "Oh fuck, man, write me up." Where there's other people that it's like, well, you know, I'm gonna give you a verbal counseling, okay, and I'm gonna. I'm just going to write this down and put it in your, you know, I'm just going to hold on to this that I did in verbal counseling just in case it happens again. They goddamn throw a hissy fit and cry and fucking, you know, lose their mind. It's like, dude, like, write some
0: motherfuckers up. Hold some
1: motherfuckers accountable.
0: Yeah, get that. I mean, it's just like, I mean, it's just like with people on the street, man. It's like you got to have, you got to make, certain charges to get bigger charges down the road, just how you need yeah. to document as employees of any type of business. You have to document, you know, the verbal counseling, written counseling, uh, you know, say, Why if it's like, remember, if, like the there has to be it. like an escalation and documentation of all that. Like pot, you can have positive counseling, you have negative counseling, you know, yeah. like you can have a counseling just because,
1: you know, that that's, What is it like an entrance counseling or something like that? Like every time you got to a new unit or a new team or something like that, you did a counseling.
0: Yeah, or you'd be put on another probationary period after uh after a uh you know, a raise or a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like you like you will have a
1: more positive impact by holding people accountable than you will by like brushing shit under the rug. Yeah. Because in the end, you're going to make a better department. You're going to make better deputies and officers and, and supervisors. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it, it kind of infuriates me on how, the, even in like, I don't know how it is it's yours, but like our department, man, there's like no standards for holding people accountable. Um, You know, one shift might write every motherfucker up, whereas one shift won't do shit. And the whole fucking shift needs to get wrote up.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that's just... So much of this stuff is... It's so simple. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, well, we ain't done it that way. Or you know that they're sensitive and this and that. Or they cater to certain people because, yeah. you know, you want... You want this type of person on a shift, or you don't want to piss off the one female on the shift because then you won't—you'll have one less female there, and blah blah blah. Fucking sorry, should have put your big girl panties. Like I just want—I just want the best. I just want the best cops. Yeah. Yep.
1: You know we—that's
0: all I fucking want. I just want good, good partners that complement you know my style and capabilities on my side of the county you, know, you see
1: that like thing it was like I think it was I saw it on Facebook a couple of my guys sent it to me and it was like build your best you know like
0: so, partner. Yeah, yeah and you only have five, have bucks $5 and dollars and everything yeah. costs like thirty dollars yeah and then it was like fat and lazy was three dollars <laughs> fat, fat and retarded <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I sent back I was like because it's it's my old shift from the road and like man that shift just gone to shit Um, got two young guys who are proactive, man. I'm just trying to groom them, you know, lead them in the right direction. And, uh, I was like, I'll take fat for $2 and spend my extra $3 on another bang, you know, like, (laughs) fuck. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, this job is so fucking stressful and so tiring, But it's so fucking fun, man. Like,
0: well, I think with the, with the stress and tired and all that is you have to figure out
1: how to reduce all that. Yeah. If it's It's, without like going home and fucking killing a 12 pack every night.
0: Correct. Um, and we have all done that. Um, maybe in the right context and sometimes in the wrong context. Yeah. Um, like, we've all been there. Like, like shut up, be an adult. Um, but
1: so I had, you know, like, you know, saying shut up and be an adult, you know, kind of suck it up, deal with it. You're a fucking grown ass man. You're a cop, you're an operator, you're a fucking veteran, whatever. So just kind of another positive note as well as, um, Something that, you know, maybe help other people uh, since we're kind of on that. We had, what's today? Fucking Thursday? Mm -hmm. So last Monday, we had a triple homicide. Um, I won't go into the details because they're still pursuing charges. It's still Mm -hmm. an ongoing investigation. Um, You know, there's still a lot to come of it. And, you know, obviously the criminal is guilty until proven or, uh, excuse me, innocent until proven guilty as we are guilty until proven innocent. Correct. Uh, so, you know, Jesus. But anyway, uh, kills like a 60 year old man. Who's his uncle, 30 year old female. Who's his cousin, an 11 year old girl. Who's his cousin's daughter and shoots a seven year old boy in the head, uh, which ends up just ricocheting off his skull who is also his cousin's son. Um, It was my day off. I come in to help with the track and, you know, all that stuff. And, man, I'm already tired because we've done a a month straight of saturation of going balls to the wall all day, every day. You know, I just wanted to enjoy my day off. But came in, I helped with the search for him because we didn't know where the suspect was at at the time. So – we're running the dogs through the woods and we're doing all this. And man, uh, it was about two 30 in the morning before we've tracked him to Jacksonville, Florida, uh, us marshals ended up hitting the hotel room he was in and getting him in custody. Um, but the sigh of relief, you know, like, man, we put in all this effort and we got this bastard, you know, like how rewarding that was. Um, you know and how 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 good it felt to be a part of that you know like this motherfucker just did some heinous shit to some kids um but we fucking got him you know in less than than 12 hours really and he was damn two states away the issue i had was it was a 7 year old boy and the day it happened was my son's birthday. He was turning eight and I got a three-year-old boy too. And all I could think about was my boys, you know, like that could be my boys.
0: Oh yeah. There's always that comparison when you got to deal with stuff on the street.
1: Yeah. And you know, I'm talking to some of my guys that had gone in the house and seen the crime scene and they're talking about it and how bad it was. And you know, this and the other man, all I can, it's in my head and like, you know, man, I was doing everything I could not to cry. Um, then we kind of did a, a post, kind of an, an AAR, an action, after-action review. Uh, putting all our minds together, how are we going to go forward with the case, what, what, what else we needed to do to kind of, you know, sign, seal, deliver. Um, and it just kept eating at me and eating at me. Um, and I reached out to a guy I deployed with, and, and I talked to him, and I told him everything that was going on. Um, uh, cause man, like I didn't, man, I was going to the gym and like, wasn't talking to anybody. Um, I was barely talking to my wife when I got home. I didn't want to talk to anybody at work. Like it just, you know, it just broke me down. Um, so I reached out to him just to, you know, bend his ear. And he's like, man, I don't know what the fuck you're going through? And I don't want to know, you know, but I'm here for you. And he kind of made sense out of what I was trying to say. Um, And all I really wanted to do was talk to my wife about it, but I didn't know how to. So I reached out to him, you know, he helped me out with that. And basically was just like, just (laughs) explain it to her. You know, he's like, when you're ready, tell her. So, you know, I, I text her and I was like, Hey honey, uh, um, got a lot going on with this case. Uh, it's really tearing at me. Um, I'm going to talk to you. Just not, not now. And man, it was like two days later, I sat her down, explained to her everything that happened, cried a little bit, you know, hugged her, kind of broke down from my manliness. And, you know, (laughs) man, I feel so much better about it. You know, I think that's another issue is we're too, we're fucking alpha males, you know, like, like we fucking kick doors in and fucking fight people and get in car chases. And like, we're too cool to reach out for help. And I think that's a big issue with us, too, is, is the military has the VA, which is shitty, but it's still there. Like, we have nothing. You know, if we need to reach out for help, like, we got to do it through each other. And it's like, you know, well, if I fucking holler at Aaron and I fucking cry in front of him, he might go tell, you know, Bobby and be like, Bobby, Pat's a pussy. You know, like, he fucking cried.
0: And then we don't want to tell anybody, you know. Yeah, well, I think that's where the where the emphasis on uh, camaraderie, like on your shift or whatever yeah. your like most basic level of is um, because I've always tried to, I mean, regardless of what my position was or what my core Corps or you know how long I'd been with a department in law enforcement um just trying to facilitate you know that camaraderie and talking with each other after certain events it's like, hey man, like what would you think about this call? What could we have done different It's like, hey man, that just really bothered me because I was a kid there, and you know I yeah. you know I don't see my baby girls a lot like I mean, there's a lot of stuff we see that's gonna fucking. It's gonna bother some people, and it's not gonna bother others. Yeah, um, you're gonna get worked up about stuff a little bit more than others. Um, you know, obviously, anything with. You know, if you got kids and you see something with kids, it's gonna bother you a little bit different. Or if they got daughters and you got daughters, it's gonna bother you a little different. Um, you know, I'm just throwing the kid example out there because I mean, we both yeah. got. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, it is. It it's, and I think a lot of people. I mean, we're fucking human, and you know, a lot of people don't realize it's like, oh, well, they're cops. They chose, you know, like
0: they chose they knew what they were job. getting into. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, I, you know, I did like, Yeah, fucking... but that doesn't mean I sacrificed myself at the fucking altar for it either. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I didn't choose to fucking you know work on a fifteen-year-old in a parking lot who was shot through the chest. Right. You know, like, I didn't – I fucking – I tried to save that kid's life. Yeah, because fucking nobody else could do it. Yeah, I didn't sign – yeah, fucking – Nobody else
0: on scene could do it. They're fucking hollering or rolling on the ground or whatever the fuck.
1: EMS is calling to make sure the scene's secure, you know, while we're putting a chest seal on this kid. Right. You know, it's like, well – Yeah,
0: and, like, the chest seal's taking up, like, his whole chest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you know, I get it. Yeah, I signed up for some nitty-gritty stuff, but, like, it's, you know, some of it, you fucking... And that's what I try to tell, like, a lot of a lot of new people. Like, man, just be prepared for what you're going to see, even though you will never 100% prepare yourself. And then afterwards, you know, just, just holler at somebody, man. Because some, there's going to be something that's going to get to you. I don't care who you are.
0: well man I think uh I think that last point just it's like we have to help ourselves. Yes. It has to be with you know specifically leadership and how your shift is ran, um how you help other agencies on the road, um how you take care of yourself personally, uh, kinda strategies with handling that and Knowing who you need to talk to when you need a fucking day off, you know maybe go crush your case of bush lattes. Yes, bush (laughs) lattes. I don't encourage it every day, but every it's not bad. Especially if you're sitting around with, um, you know, some of your boys, or maybe if you've got a friend group, you know, outside of law enforcement. Which I mean, my my partner, most of his. You know his very large friend group like none of them are fucking cops. Dude, that's so that's it. that's kind of his Best thing to have. Man. That's kind of his that's his detachment. Um you know when he's off he's off and then when he comes back like he's fucking on. Yeah. Um you know so he's got he's got that outlet and you know I I mean I'm probably a little bit more um involved like law enforcement even on my off days because you know i'm doing um i'm doing this podcast every week we're doing stuff with the business um you know i'm looking at at cop stuff every day and um but i like the the i don't even know what the fuck to call it just the environment of it but it's it's not like i'm working it's more or less
1: like an outlet i mean it's like you know, you get on here and you you not, you know, like you said, you don't try not to get the whole doom and gloom thing, but it's an outlet to be able to discuss, you know, or training, you know, training somebody is an outlet, you know. Yeah. I don't look at it as I mean, you're not surrounding yourself with a twenty four seven. When you're at work, you're at work. When you're not, you're not. Yeah. You know. because I asked – that's the way I look at it. Like, I mean, when I go fucking to SWAT training, I don't consider it law enforcement shit. I consider it SWAT training. You know, I don't, yeah. I might take my bolt gun out to the range and yeah, I'm logging it as training hours, but you know, I'm not. It's
0: not, the, the, str- it's not the stress of the road. Yeah. It's fucking, you it's not know, the stress of the shit. unknown of the road.
1: Yeah. 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 And those call to service things, whatever those are.
0: Yeah, call for service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, dispatch, what's that?
0: <laughs> what? Is, where do you want me to go? For what? I'm sitting I on a house right now. Leave me alone. 911 hang
1: up. I'll just put it on the fucking TAC channel and not even listen to you.
0: <laughs> well, dude, we are over two and a half hours.
1: Yeah, I know, man. I
0: still got to fucking wash my nuts. Oh, God. Gross. Yeah, I know. Um, so we're gonna freaking wrap this up i like that i like that cool. closing point right there yeah absolutely i'm um, glad i could fucking bring that we'll get you we'll get you back on uh here shortly maybe we can get you out to the casa de bobby yeah um you know if you can get away from the kids for i mean fuck even if it's just one day or whatever
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I um, convince my wife. she might hell, she might kick me out she might let me go Right? She was just like, I need a fucking break. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah y'all uh you need anything, you know where to get me. If anybody uh, needs any fucking SWAT shit or sniper shit, fucking hit yeah. me up on the gram, Chrisco underscore Kyle. I'm always I always like to uh to teach and to learn new things and you know put minds together. Anybody's got any uh, training yeah, love, tips? I'm always up for
0: that. Yeah. I love sharing that shit all over the place. I mean, we share, you know, all the different competitions, all the different schools. I mean, we have a very, um, very, very tight relationship with Valkyrie up there, and they're gonna have a SWAT, yeah, uh, SWAT competition in yeah,
1: uh, it, uh, it's December
0: sword. or uh, not December in November. It's uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. I personally don't think that's the best weekend to have it, but that might have been. Uh, the only slot they had, and you know Thomas was probably you know just taking what he could get and whatever. I mean, I'm speculating. Um,
1: you need to get up there for the sawmill, or you know, like get up there and watch, even just to check out the sawmill. That place is.
0: Yeah, I mean they they run core. I mean, Fieldcraft with Mike Glover does stuff up there all the time. Uh, Tim Kennedy with Sheepdog does stuff up there uh those are just I mean the two like right off the top of my head because i follow the shit out of both of them yeah um
1: there's a there's a i, I follow the sawmill i mean you know because we we go there for training and shit and, right
0: right uh, man he's got a 1400 yard known distance range yep. yep fuck yeah i've shot on that it's it's <sighs> dude when you shoot something that fucking far away i mean it's really like, it's really amazing Fourteen hundred is my next
1: goal. I couldn't. I ran that's out really of bullets. Really amazing. I so like, I couldn't. I, went, I was eight feet short of it.
0: I think when I walk when I went out there, I don't think I shot at fourteen. I think I got. There was a right at the time. The guy I was training with a lot, um, in security, he was a, he was a high speed motherfucker from the army. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um, like. Mike Glover level high speed and um, if anybody that just look up that motherfucker for anybody that doesn't know, and I can't imagine anybody that listens to this wouldn't know who that is. um, Very highly skilled, dangerous motherfuckers. Anyway, one of his guns was, it just fit me really well. And he's like, Hey man, like just shoot this one. You know, he was very good at, uh, you know, he was very good at being a teacher and, you know, Sometimes you gotta have, you know, some easy execution to kinda up your confidence and Absolutely you know, and long distance shooting can be well, shooting period, even fucking pistol at ten yards can get discouraging if you're having a bad day, let alone you know, trying to throw a three oh eight at a grand. Yeah, um, dude, he uh I think I had I was out there with my personal uh three oh eight, which is just kind of a, a basic Tika deer rifle and um, hey man. I mean, I was we shooting I catch, was shooting shit. I was shooting like 5 or 6 with no problem, which I mean, I have that confidence from the Marine Corps anywhere where I believe I can shoot 5 and you know, I can probably hit a human-sized silhouette of anything at 5 or 6. Yeah. And uh, you know, he put me on one of his you know, really nice long guns and um I think I hit I hit the target within three shots at a grand or maybe at Gosh. 12. Um, you know, I mean, if you got, you know, the discipline and the right people teaching you, I mean, it's fucking you can do it. Uh, and it's a and it's a and that's a great place to do it too. Um, especially with some of the money they got finally got thrown into that place the last couple of years. Um I haven't been out there since they fixed it up. Yeah.
1: It's we went out there one time. Uh we were doing some canine training and shit and scott was out there when scott was living on the property uh he yeah. didn't have anything to do with it anymore i was like hey man can i use the range and he was like yeah just fucking holler and make sure nobody's out there right i like, All right, man, appreciate it you know and i went down there for like an hour just busting steel Yep. and uh, i mean man, just great people uh i think clinton clinton house and lawrence has a really really nice i think yep. it's a thousand yard range yep but yeah, I'd like to do that SWAT competition. I sent it to, to one of my guys and he was like, "Bro, we we don't even have fucking four people who can clear a sterile room and not talk about it for 4 hours." And I was like, "Yeah, it's true."
0: And I was like, "How about uh, just but, me or the
1: dog go out and just run I mean, it?
0: dude, but honestly, I don't think it um I mean, I've had uh I mean, I've shown that to, to some other smaller places. And they're just kind of scared to go. They're just like, "Oh, we're not gonna win." I'm like, "Motherfucker, that's not what it's about." Yeah, it's I can't about shit. going out. It's not about going out there. Yeah, are you probably gonna lose to you know Richland, Greenville, or Charleston? I mean, yeah, yeah. probably. But that community, the camaraderie, the sharing of information—it's gonna be priceless. Yeah,
1: yeah it's just uh, like, and I really yeah. do believe that. Snipercraft has their. Uh... I don't even fucking know what it's called sniper week down in Florida every year mm-hmm. you can you can have a two man team go down there or one person but you're going to be paired up with you know another single Um, that's the thing man like could I go down there and fucking win probably not you know more more than likely not Um, but I mean going down there and you know seeing different different setups and, and equipment you know that's all i fucking care about but that's just department went send me so i'm gonna save up and try <laughs> yeah. to
0: actually... well that's one thing uh i've been trying to spread the message about and i mean i hope that <clears throat> i hope that with the company we can do this more often down the road is like sponsor teams to go yeah. to these or sponsor uh you know, departments that wouldn't be able to, to go to even certain conferences that we can like, yeah. hey, we're going to sponsor you to go to this, you know, we're going to make sure there's no, you know, conflicts of interest or whatever, but you know, we're going to sponsor your fucking visit to this thing. I mean, yeah. or everybody, on- else in, everybody else in the fucking world, like, f- like think of all the stuff you did growing up for like fundraising and Hey, we're going to go to nationals this year and we need to fundraise and we're going to do a car wash and blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah. Fucking, you gotta do shit like that. You gotta get fucking creative to get some money to fucking expand your horizons. I don't know why law enforcement doesn't do it more and they just stick to their little fucking bullshit budgets.
1: And our fucking Um, training budgets are always the worst. Like, here's $2,000 for 100 officers. Yeah. That's what it is. I think think it's a fucking great idea. I mean, I think you can, you know, you can get a lot done, send people to shit that they wouldn't get to do or, or, you know, even host it you know, hey, we're going to host this class. We're going to fucking fully fund it. All you need to do is bring a damn peanut butter sandwich.
0: Yeah. No, I'm hoping we can get there soon, one day, somehow. No, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, as they say on Letter Kitty, figure deep <laughs> Figure deep <laughs> So Canadian. Um, yeah. Well, guys, hope you enjoyed this long one. Um, I didn't even know we were really going to go this long. I mean, we kind of – kind of winged it as usual. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's how most of law enforcement is. You don't have all the goddamn information going out to a, a call for service, as we call it for us that still work the road. Yeah. Uh, Patrick. That's nice. <laughs> but um, anyway, we'll get you back on. Bobby will be back in town soon. Um, and we'll fucking do something with it. Hell yeah. All right. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed whatever you liked. Tell us whatever you didn't like. Still tell us. Um, always make sure to like, share, review, and subscribe. All of our tier- material on all of our material on all the platforms that y'all prefer to use, even some that you don't use, even if you can just go on there and say you're a Spotify guy, but uh, you know, you can still sneak on to like Apple Podcasts or whatever and give it a five star. Um, as we get bigger, those uh, you know, documented likes and reviews like that are going to mean a lot as we try to get some sponsors down the road. Hopefully. Um, I've been kind of talking to uh, some people this week about that to where maybe they can just kind of help us because <laughs> um, that's kind of what you need is, is sponsors and bigger pages to share your stuff so we can all grow and hopefully, some people will see that our message is unique enough and think that's worth a fuck and, uh, you know, help us out. So Patrick till next time, you know, keep doing, keep sitting on houses or whatever you do, not working the road. Yeah. Gucci boy shit. <laughs> All
2: right, boy. See you. <laughs> see you, <ya>, man. <laughs>